the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Mr. Justin, cheers to you as well, sir. Cheers. Cheers, You've been uh, not paying attention. Actually, just getting things started. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, We're going to get started here in in a second with Waz, but before we do, I just, uh, Nick, you mentioned something a couple weeks ago about talking to Infinity Velocity Sports Equipment. Yes, that's true. I have been talking with them. They actually now will offer any listener to Gravity Lab Radio a discount. Uh, actually, is discount, that true? But a uh, free mesh back pad upgrade. Oh, that's awesome. What? That's cool. So if you're ordering a brand new Infinity, if you're ordering a new rig, in the special instructions note, if you simply write Gravity Lab or Gravity Lab Radio, or you can email your order directly to, uh, oh, what's your name? Riley. Oh, what's your nuts? Riley. Riley Marshall at Velocity Sports Equipment. Um, I can't tell you the email address. I don't know it off the top of my head. I can look it up. You can look it up. Cool. Oh, I think she usually responds to the uh, VSE. VSE at VSE Rigs or something? Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll look it up again just to be sure. Um, It just says Riley. Um, But anyways, uh, email directly to her. You'll get a free backpack backpack upgrade. VSE at VelocityRigs.com. Cool. VSE at VelocityRigs.com. Uh, mention Gravity Lab, they'll give you that upgrade. That's hilarious because I mentioned that almost as a joke, like, eh, maybe they're going to go for this. But that's awesome. Dude, I that's hit her super up cool. actually today, and she had an answer to me in 15 minutes. Um, super cool, super nice. Uh, guys, gals, help spread the word. Did she hear it on the on the podcast? No. Or you just called her and said, what up? No, oh, so you, up. you obviously stole credit for the idea then. Probably. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real world, <laughs> yeah. So. Hold on a second, let me see. DJ says, yeah. Did you uh, <laughs> did you follow her? She's been traveling. She was in uh, Poland, I think, at the at the wind tunnel. Did you follow her her adventure at all? No. She's she's a super kind girl, and I think I follow her on uh, Instagram. Maybe is where Probably. I saw this. But she was stuck in the airport for some ungodly amount of time, and then yeah. was like locked in a room with no exits, which was also <laughs> hilarious. But uh, yeah, I think she just barely barely got back after. Said so stuck on that adventure. That that Polish looking prison place wasn't in the United States. It was a Polish looking. It prison wasn't place. Poland. Beautiful. <laughs> I did see those photos, man. Uh, thanks to Infinity or Velocity Sports Equipment for uh, a making super dope rigs, making super nice rigs. Hit them up, uh, Velocity or Gravity Lab Radio on an order form or special instruction. Uh, free mesh back pad. Also, one of our other sponsors, Adam Buckner, is going to be here uh, in two weeks from this week. Owner of Option Studios. What day is he here? Um, April 12th, off the top of my head. I'll be head. here, all right. Yeah, yeah, he's coming, showing up. We're going to play Gravity Lab Radio one day, and we're going to play Fix DJ 67 Mustang the next day. So uh, he's, he's a classic car nerd as well. What's so up, What's wrong with your staying, Doug? Uh, fuel supply issue. I don't know if it's the mechanical <sighs> pump or a fuel line. I haven't gone back and I checked that yet. just replaced the fuel pump in, in my Audi. It's oh, the worst sentence ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I can't get too disappointed because I love cars in general. And what Me kind too. of Audi do you have? It's a tiny little TT Quattro. It's pretty nice. Dude, those are it's girl old. sports cars. It's old, it is. <laughs> no, yeah, I, know, no, I, I know what I look like. So. No, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. So. Did you ever know Bart Stone Street? Uh-uh, I don't know. He, it's a buddy of ours. He had one. And uh, I love that car. Audis is one of my favorite. I like Fords. I'm not yeah. partial. I'll drive anything. I like anything. But Audi and Fords are two of my favorite cars, so I can't hate on you. It's a labor of love, though. You know, I, I envy people that, like, get in their car confidently and, like, turn the key. 
What year is it? <laughs> it's, it's an old four, son. Oh She's man! She's old, but it's the original. It's 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 the it's the dream car of my like childhood. So it's kind of hard to give up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do you drive it daily or do you? I try not to, but I do. Okay. But like I'm not driving it tomorrow. I'm driving it today, right? Yeah. Okay, so you have another car. Though, yeah, I have a little. I have a little uh, Tucson, which I fucking love too. My little Tucson. Dude. A Hyundai Tucson, best car. Dude, I drove. I drove a Tucson for like eight ever years. Ever owned, man. I'm like, uh, it just That's so dependable. No, nothing ever went wrong with it. It's the best thing ever, man. It is my. Hey, you just <laughs> go, son. Over curbs. It's awesome. <laughs> they they last forever, man. Over here. There's a reason they had such a long uh, warranty. Or, or you got rid of the Tucson? Yeah, I got it to two hundred thousand miles, uh-huh. and then uh, bought the man van. Have you, seen, have you seen my van? I haven't seen your van. Yet. I will kidnap you and molest you in the back of this van. <laughs> That's amazing. At the same time. Imagine Midgets started a UPS store. Uh-huh. Now grow That's the van really a little cool. bit. <laughs> What's up with the short jokes, dog? I hear the short jokes on the podcast. Yeah, I'm just what five, the fuck, five man? foot five inches tall. It's not, he's not even that it's big. Not, he's not that big. He's it's not, not that small. Man. <laughs> it's not his size. It's the size of this van. Oh. Your van's probably taller than his van. Maybe. Oh, you got a tiny little like. It's like Clown it's a band. four. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You know, edible arrangements van. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, like a little <laughs> delivery <laughs> van, like a small. Wanna, who said I had a girl sports car? Was that you? Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. But my, my, I have to call the man van the man van because I'm obviously compensating. Oh uh, yeah, I'm trying to talk people <laughs> yeah, into yeah. thinking that it's something it's not. It's a tiny little white delivery van, oh, and it's the, the most functional vehicle on the planet. It's beautiful, dude. I'm all about function, man. You dude, know what it's mean? solid. It, it uh, and it's a uh, English utilitarian. I can't speak words tonight, That's man. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine, man. So we uh, know what you mean. We wouldn't. We know. Uh, let's get to Waz. Waz, first of all, uh, thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming out, man. Um, oh, man, thank you, man. What an honor. What an honor. You on the rating center. TRC. Worldwide. Worldwide. Nah. People got the stickers on this <laughs> shit, son. It's going big. This is Nick Lott. put him a little more in, in the right side? Waz is just super in my little left bit. ear and not, or in my left and not in my right at all. We just put him a little bit more back towards the center. Man, you need it all over the place. Get that did, circus. Did you, did you ever do a course at the rating center? No. No? I was I never. Did. No. Did you? Awesome. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't know. So there are not many people as, uh, you know, as knowledgeable as this gentleman sitting right here yeah, and yeah. i really didn't know that there, there are less than a handful of people with this sort of like experience and credentials in, in the u.s and i just didn't the know world. and yeah in the whole world but i just didn't know like i just showed up at spaceland didn't really know anything about anything and was just like yeah he's a guy whatever he was the first person that yelled at me when i got here shut up nick <laughs> You know what? You were the first person to approach me when I got to Spaceland. Like yeah. Years and years. And you were super nice. You were super cool. He wasn't that nice to me. And you were just like, hey, it's exactly what I needed being intimidated. Because I was, you know, I was a little Cessna drop zone. That's where I grew up. A little tiny plane. And I got out there and we were like blown away. I think it was maybe our first big drop zone, we call it. You know, like otters. What is that thing? It's like a dinosaur coming out. <laughs> Of the cave, you're like, what the hell? We're getting in that, you know? It's Spaceland was overwhelming, man, and it was just so nice. You were there. Oh, there are a bunch of people there. It was really cool. So I really appreciate like how you approach people. Still, do you remember why he approached you? Oh, uh, we were we looked like dickheads. I'm sure. So not much has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I, uh, first of all, thank you guys because coming from both of you, that's a huge compliment. I hold I hold both of you in very high regards. 
your reputation in the community is a very, very strong I, I one. I apologize for no. everything. And we're going to wreck it tonight the best we can with Rob Nawaz. Uh, oh, man, yeah. Don't oh, worry. so the pre-interview was like, uh, what, Ammo, son? Dude, you just oh, gave you didn't realize me he was collecting things. information, no, building a case. Dude, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just get, I, I said I look forward to getting to know you more, and then he just fed me information. I'm like, that was awesome. <laughs> well, I figured to make it easy for you, so you have to dig. Dude, it. Uh, I, I I read man Nawaz. I want to start right there because that one blew my mind. Yeah. I was at a wedding the other night with Nick. I said, "Have you heard of Nawaz?" And and I'm saying that wrong, right? What is his Perfect. name? That's it. Nawaz. And uh, he looked at me like I was a little bit crazy. And Justin, I think on, on Amazon Unlimited on that computer, we have some Nawaz. Nawaz is, is a rapper, mm-hmm. produced an album called Tired. Tired. And who's Nawaz? Nawaz is teenage Waz, <laughs> like 20 <laughs> year old hip hop Waz. Like I used to live and breathe it like I breathe canopies now. Even though my canopies are old, I still love it. <laughs> For sure. Like, you know. Um, when I fall in love with something, I go 100%, and mm-hmm. I was 100% on music. I was on a label for a little bit called Stress Life. Uh, I got an album, got a couple albums, kind of, right? <laughs> Nothing too big. It's just like it's not hard to, to release music, man, I'll tell you that. So, like, you know, you can make music and get it out there. It's not that big of a deal. I, I have learned producing a podcast, it's not that hard to get stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But what I heard was a lot more entertaining than the average thing I've also heard put out there in the inter- interwebs. And that is very nice to hear. Dude, it, it was, man. I actually, uh, I can we play some of it tonight? I don't care. Sweet. Um, Justin, bring it up just, just a little bit in the background. Don't maybe justify anything. No, 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 man. Um, <laughs> I actually put this on in the background and worked to it this week a couple times. Very I played cool. this album. There's like maybe six of the songs from this album, ti- Tired. Turn up a little bit more. Give him yeah, a little more. So how old are you? Would you make him this? Probably wrote it when I was 16, 17. Fresh out of juvie. Mom was dying of cancer. Holla. The way they do my life. Yeah. So how would you uh, describe this music? Is it happy? Is it angry? Like, what's the tone of it? Because I've only heard the, the little bit that uh, the DJ played for me. I was trying to witness what was happening in my life at the moment. You know what I mean? I was just trying to, like, capture it because nobody else was going to write that shit or talk about it. And, like, I don't really talk about balling and chains. And I like, I, I hope every bar and every word is, like, digging and preaching and kind of teaching a little bit and giving you a perspective. It's like, it's got a purpose. And I didn't really feel it was going on at the time, so I, I did it. Kind of like my paintings, man. I feel like I don't see it, so I'm just going to fucking do it because I want to see that shit. You know, I'm like, ah. So for someone who wants to find the music, where do they look? Um, I got it on uh, Amazon uh, Prime Music right now. Nawaz, N-A-W-A-Z. You, you can find it in the Apple Store, uh, Nawaz, like you said, N-I-W-A-Z, Tired is the album. N-A, but yeah. N-A, yeah. N-A-W-A-Z. In the Apple Store, album name is Tired. Check it out. I've actually listened to a lot of the tracks on there. Uh, half of them, oh. at least, because it's on here, man. It's crazy. This is, it's so old. It's I'm almost got a little Nate dog problem. feel to it. Probably. I like it. Probably, you know. So what are your big musical influences at this time? Who are you listening to while you're making this? When I was listening to this? Yeah, when you were making this. Uh, like, Tupac. Uh, yeah. <laughs> every day. <laughs> How old are you? All day, every word. How old do I look? You're 37. Very nice of you. 
How old I'll be 42 you? this year. You're in your 40s. I'm in my 40s, baby. Cheers to cheers to old men. <laughs> uh, I ain't old yet. <laughs> no, but we ain't the kids anymore, man. No, I'm not, man. It's a. Uh, so I'm in the gym, son. <sighs> Pain management. People think I'm trying to, you know, I don't know. It hurts if you don't work out now. Right? Is that, you? Is that where you're at? You working out, son? I ain't working out, but man, doing? I'm trying to take good care of myself so it doesn't hurt as much. I, I uh, need to do a little bit more because I, well, I got about 10 more pounds to lose, Nick. Yeah, you've been glass. saying that for like six months now. Yeah, I know. And All and the rest of that weight came off super easy. What happened? I'll, I'll go back up five, and then I'll bring them back down. And then I'll go up like eight, and I'll bring them back down. What, what changes that makes that happen? Oh, dude, Val buys me ice cream. <laughs> God, I love ice cream. <laughs> ice cream is fucking cocaine There's to a me, place dude. that's in Houston. I have not been to this place yet. It's called Smush, where they make ice cream sandwiches. They take the ice cream that you want. They'll put sprinkles or whatever on it, and they smush it between two cookies. So they're making an ice cream sandwich with cookies on the outside. I look at it on Yelp every day. I haven't <laughs> been there. Sounds right. I would throw up the next day and love every minute of it uh, the night before. God, yeah. see, I don't throw, I don't get sick with food. I just get really upset at myself afterwards. Like, because I'll pig out. Like, you've seen me eat. Like, I'll just fully lose control. And then it's like an hour goes by and I start getting mad at myself. I'm like, man, we said we weren't going to do this anymore. <laughs> Ice cream <and> choice. <laughs> but, dude, fuck. Cold. I'm Rocky Road. But, uh, dude, Rocky Road is, is my absolute one of my favorites. There's a brand Talenti. Have you seen it? It's gelato. Yeah. They have uh, toasted almond that's super good. Uh, sea salt caramel that's, that's the one super I on point. Okay. God, it's so good. Mochi balls. <laughs> yeah, mochi balls. Is what they called, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mochi, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, you're into it? Oh, man. Oh, dude. I discovered them. There's a uh, <laughs> conveyor belt spot in Austin called Kula. Shout out to Kula. Man, $2 a plate. Right, shit's just going what? by. Just eat, eat, eat. <laughs> oh man, they got two dollars a plate. Two dollars a plate. Some of the conveyor belt, yo. And you can order, and they're like, "That's cool, man. It's a fun experience. It's like it's a How must do." Tell me about it. This plate. What's on this plate? Um, whatever you want. It's going by, man. There's like it'll be like. Oh, so it's already you just grab it and then it's two it, bucks. It's going whatever's by. on the plate. Okay, it, awesome. You that eat it. You put great. it in a slot, and it counts up how much you eat. <laughs> and at the end, you just fucking pay. It's awesome. It's awesome. That sounds awesome. Sushi. How far is this from the tunnel? Uh, 25, 30 minutes. Oh shit. That's out of the way. No, but it's it's uh on your way up or, or on your way is out. Is it Airport Road? You gotta go by. Oh yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I know where yes, that is. Sir. All right. Hey, let's just go next time you come. Beautiful. That's the day. I'll be there uh next couple of weeks here. I gotta I gotta go there before I leave on that trip. Where are you going? Yeah. Uh a little place called Switzerland. Why are you going? To uh <laughs> jump out of a helicopter <laughs> in the middle of some mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, virtual reality is getting. Do you have a plan? Getting super real. Uh, Mason's coming up with the plan. He's booking all the stuff. He's booking the helicopter. He's 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 doing it. He's the dude. But he's definitely the dude. Shout yeah. out to Mason Barrett. Yeah, Mason's the man. Mason's the man. He's, he's made this whole thing super easy on me. Who is Mason? Mason works. He's a corporate guy for iFly. He's been my uh, point of contact for the the whole VR thing. He organized uh, both the, my trips to California, Hawaii, and now this to Switzerland and uh, Dubai. Skydiver, tunnel flyer, loves the sport. Yeah, super kind guy, guy, military. I still need a check. I, I can't wait to see this VR in the tunnel. That experience yeah. is unreal. It's It's got to be. Did I tell you about yes. my first time flying it? Share it again, because so, yes. I, uh, the, the, I think the first one I watched was the two-way that was in... Uh, Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, yeah. So in the, in the UK. And it was cool, yeah, super neat. I mean, 
it's not as cool as my first skydive, but it was definitely cooler than the first time I flew in the tunnel. Because okay. I, the first time I flew in the tunnel, I sucked at it, you know? Right, it right. just wasn't, right. I wasn't good. I right. wanted to look cool. I did not do that very well. Right. But, uh... So I flew that one. It was super cool. I was like, wow, this really is, uh, I think there's a lot of potential here to show people, you know, it just feels way more like skydiving than, it, than just being in the tunnel without the VR experience. And then there was a second jump that I, I hadn't filmed this either. And it was something that Waz had filmed in uh, Skydive Lone Star, I yeah, think. Yeah, Lone Star, yeah. And Shout out to Skydive Lone Star, Joe Johnson. There's a, there's a part in the video where someone flies up and you, you build a round with these, with these people in the video. And when I had gotten in the tunnel, it was just me and the instructor who was taking me into the tunnel, and then I have a headset on and I can't see anything. But Waz had snuck in during this time, and in the point of the video where they build the round, he grabs my hands, and my fucking brain exploded, man. It was so cool. <laughs> oh, so good. And uh, just, just between flying, you know, the footage that I hadn't shot, so you know, it was brand new to me, and uh, you know, just being in the wind and having that full experience, it was like, yeah, this this really is a cool thing. Like this really is stepping it up. It's exciting. I thought it was going to be cheesy and stupid when I first heard Everybody about it. Did. I thought oh, that's not going to that's going to be dumb. Who's going to want to do that? And uh, man, especially for someone who's for, for someone who's skydived before, it's awesome in the point that it's fun and that it's really similar to skydiving. And for someone who's never made a skydive, man, that's it's hard to imagine how you're going to not do it and get any closer than that. Yeah, yeah. And if you've made jumps, there's a visceral reaction that you get almost immediately. Like, you're there. Right? Like, you want to go for so a start dot. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Everybody bends their legs. It's like real life, son. Uh, as soon as they get in, the legs go straight to their ass. Like, just like real life, man. Man. Everybody. Everybody. Tunnel instructors. Everybody. Man. See, I think that's, that's awesome. Boys, I think that your, your visual cues, like, once you have enough flying experience, your body's just wired to respond to what you're seeing, you know? Yeah. And it's like if you're already there, it feels like you're already there in the jump, then you're not dri- your legs aren't driving because you're there. So your legs start to relax until, you know, if we were on the skydive, my legs relax, I would back up and I would get the visual cue to keep my legs back into the wind. But because the visual is already built there, you're already seeing it, you're already, at, you're already on the jump, you're already there. You, your brain isn't telling you to get your legs out to keep you there. That's exactly right. Dude. You just I never thought about do, why that happened. Doing. That's exactly right. <laughs> because when you're jumping, you get your slot, you kind of just chill, right? So they're just chilling, and you're not going backwards, so I'm going to chill some more. This is great, right? And they're just <laughs> yeah. flopping in our arms, just ripping our shoulders, <laughs> rubber bands popping. <laughs> <laughs> so Austin's, Austin's one of the few tunnels that's got to use the VR program so far. Isn't that right? Yeah, there are only a handful like of three, them out there. There's like KOP, a uh, couple other tunnels. They got the VR. So how's it going so far for the f- for the first um, timers? It's picking up, man. It's picking up. It's picking up. That's the best I can say. Like, I mean, how are how are the flyers doing? I guess is my is my question. So as you know, uh, I'm highly involved in the VR project, and I'm really passionate about it. My experience, man. This was like a year before we started doing it. Um, these cats came with a VR experience, and it was like a nine or thirteen way angle dive in Eloy. And I got the, the videos on YouTube, right? Um, it's me and Chris Dixon. It's a cool, like they don't show the footage we saw. They just show us in the tunnel. And man, I'm giving Chris like a, a FITP in the tunnel, man. I'm trying to dock <laughs> with these guys. I'm dropping a knee, trying to carve. It blew my mind. It was so much fun, dude. It was so much fun. These cats were flying up and docking. You were like steep angled out. I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that all day. And then it just disappeared. And then we started developing. So I knew it was going to be amazing. 
and you can see people's faces when they take the helmet off. They're like, some of them are like, what was that? And some of them like, just some people just don't get it. It's like everything else. You know what I mean? Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people drive little clown bands and TTs. <laughs> those right. midget motherfuckers. <laughs> Man, cars. if you have not tried VR headsets, find one of those cheap ass cases for your cell phone and and Google interactive VR video and stand in a world that's gone and it is mind fucking boggling. <laughs> it it, it's out there, dude. Um, and then where are you going? Hold on, we're talking about traveling the world right now. Oh yeah, Dubai. Yeah, Switzerland and then Dubai. Yeah, we yeah we still in Switzerland. Yeah. I think Switzerland's going to be cooler because it's not at a drop zone. It's just a helicopter in the middle of some valley in the middle of Switzerland. Sweet. So I believe that location isn't as important as the company believes. I believe that in-sky entertainment, um, interaction with the jumpers, eye contact, high fives. I, I absolutely hugs. agree that, that that gives more to the, the to trumps, a first-time flyer's experience. <clears throat> it trumps everything else I've seen, so... But we're going, we're going big, man. iFly is going to uh, push, push this out nationally as soon as we get the product together. It's so it's cool. It's selling. I've, I've seen the video footage. 13-year-olds. No, 8-year-olds. Eight, 8 and up. 8 and up. 8 and up so kids can go skydive, man. That's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. We live in a VR world. wonderful, dude. That part scares me just a little bit. Just uh, why, a little why, bit, man. Why, why, why. The horse and buggy scared the fucking guy that was hiking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hiking, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you know. Just our just our loss of our grasp of reality. That that scares I mean, me. We don't just have a, a grasp bit. of reality right now. No, we don't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> hurt. Look, look, look the VR man. At least we'll have glasses and people can look the fuck up for a change. Like as soon as we get the like Oculus style daily wear, where you know your alerts will be here, your emails there. You can just manipulate your day without without having to be disengaged. I'm down for tech, dude. Chip me up, son. Like, <laughs> I need some contacts. <laughs> I like to replace my ankles and knees and shit. I'm old, son, right? Like, I could be rolling. I'll take top. those body parts. Yeah. For man. sure, man. Just, you know, replace the bones with some titanium, pain-free, like, get up, go skydive. It hurts more to stand up off the floor now than jumping uh, off a two-story building used to. Right, like, just kneeling on the floor, Nick. Does that hurt at all? Yeah, I feel it in my hips a bit. All right, good. I don't feel all as old right, now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel as bad now. I, uh, yeah, I my my legs are torn up. Nawaz, Nawaz is an artist, and it kind of comes into the Wazi Circus artist now. Okay. And and that's a shirt you're wearing tonight. And actually, one of my first introductions to you was at Skydive Spaceland. Excuse me, Skydive Dallas. Okay. Skydive Dallas. There was some artwork hanging, artwork hang, artwork hanging up, and in a place called the Loft, the Pizza Joint. And white right. Right on. And I asked people, I'm like, who did all this shit? I like it. I want to get something done. Mm -hmm. And uh, they told me Waz. Who's Waz? Well, he's this instructor down at iFly Austin at this point. That's where you'd gone oh, to. Oh, yeah. So this is recently. Um, well, fast five, six years recently. About five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically yeah. when things just start happening in Austin. Yep. I just, uh, the pizza place was under construction. In fact, I helped them load the ovens and carry shit in for the loft. Dude, um, I was at Skydive Dallas for years. Uh, greatest time of my life. Shout out to the Slick the Myers for hosting the greatest party the world has ever seen. It lasted for whew, 20 years. I don't know what it lasted for. It was an amazing vibe. One, uh, one of my absolute favorite drop zones. Breathtaking. I, mean, I, uh, I love space and I love the system we have and I love the oh, availability yeah. of jumps. But Bless it Mr. was Boyd. a different style. Thank you, sir. And man, yes, Skydive Dallas yes, it was, was a the greatest party the world has ever seen. And I got to participate for a few years, man. 
That's where I first shout out to Ernie Long. <laughs> He's still doing it, man. You just made yeah, a what a legend that Ernie Long. Twenty thousand jumps. Yeah, him and uh, doesn't matter. Jump numbers don't matter. Mentorship, man. Shout out to Ernie Long. Shout out, shout out <laughs> to DJ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to mentors. Shout out to the teachers, the wise old owls, like the architect jerseys y'all were talking about. You know? Yeah. It uh, numbers mean something, and the, the something it means is it's almost a gauge of what kind of outreach you have. In Ernie's case, he doesn't have 20,000 jumps. He has 20,000 outreaches. Right. When he takes people on tandem skydives, he usually gives them a very personal experience. And right. why do we get into the sport? The people, man. Mm-hmm. Flying is awesome. Flying is badass. Flying is a great time. Hey, working for Ernie Long is the same thing. You know what I mean? He knows your commute. He knows. He just knew everything. You mm-hmm. know, like he was, dude, he's the greatest. Thank you, Ernie Long. For real. Yeah, he really didn't miss much, man. And uh, it's been neat as Spaceland came in. He immediately told the Boyds he's been the chief for a long time, and he doesn't want to be the chief. He wants Anyone? to be the Indian. Yeah, he just wants to hang out. He's been saying that for Dude, he was saying that for years. Yeah, yeah. I think Whew. the first time I met Ernie was in passing. Um, uh, but we've really known each other since, I think, 2013. Mm-hmm. No, um, somewhere around there. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um <clears throat> Ernie's a good dupe. I got to see your art there. And okay, and Wazzy Circus. No, dude, it's all good, man. Roll with it. Wazzy, uh, WazzyCircus.com is now what I, it kind of led to. But I saw, I liked what I saw. At some point, you and I communicated. I was like, man, I want a photo. And the photo I sent you, you, you commented back. And I looked at it. I'm like, it just wouldn't work for the style of the art. It, the the images too overlap cluttered. too much. Yeah, yeah, too cluttered. And I hadn't seen much since. And right. you were out the DZ recently. Right. And when you're at the DZ, you guys were actually working on VR jumps that day. Right. What were you, what were you guys doing? A beautiful 15-way three-set organized by Mark Farr and Scott, the king, mighty powerful Latinus. <laughs> the man. Oh, I love Scotty. I've known Scotty since Scott I've Dallas, too, you know, like back, back, yeah. Yeah, ripping it up, some beautiful experiences. We're trying to get into iFly. Hopefully iFly will bite, you know. But um, if not, we want to offer it to any VR company offering experiences it's an amazing 15 way dude at one point mark Farr had three four ways built there's like the vr in the center he had three four ways going on at the same time so no matter where you look there's different people skydiving and waving at you while me and uh boy jr were carved on the outside of it son and then we track away and it's just the most magical thing dude um vr is fun back to it more than more than a little bit you get sick though you know what I mean? Have you done it at all? I've like had the headset on for hours because I'm a jackass and I'm like sick. No, never more than a minute, two minutes. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Don't don't dose too much. It's, it's a little <laughs> nutty. I refuse. Yeah. Some of the some of the games like the stuff that's uh, programmed content mm-hmm. is a little easier to stomach because they've controlled a lot more of the moving variables of the of the image. Right. But when you're watching footage from a camera that's on somebody's head. There's really only so still that that person's gonna hold. There, there is some uh, elements of the GoPro software that'll stabilize it, but I think it makes it look less real when it's that stable. So there's not a, there's not a great balance. Uh, hold on, is that true? Is that why it looks CGI? There's some of it that looks kind of CGI, yeah. I thought we were just that fucking rad. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, we look like we're CGI, son. <laughs> no, the, it looks that good, man. The, the Fusion software, oh. there's there's stabilization in that oh, software. I got you. That's why it looks fake. Man, it looks so good. Yeah, the way that people move, especially yeah, when they're turning, fuck. it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, how did we do this? 
Yeah, it's good, man. Well, fuck it. Let it be CGI. That's what people were used to anyway, right? Let them eat cake. Sure. <laughs> that's totally but, wrong content. But I can, I can watch more of the manufactured stuff that's more of the CGI mm-hmm. before I start getting sick. But with, okay. if, if you're watching a skydive, yeah, watch one or two of them, and then you need to take that you thing take off and get off. back in touch with reality for a second before you start getting queasy. I, just, I have to take five minutes max. I did the canopy simulator. What, is it awesome? Is it fucking awesome? Dude, it is. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a great navigation tool. It's great to get familiar with the DZ. I loved it a lot. Um, is, it, is it? Okay, go ahead. When the dude, when people were testing, I'd stand behind them and put my hands in front of theirs and start moving. And because you're close to the camera, you would actually make them turn the wrong way. We fuck with them. That's all. <laughs> we just, just have fun playing with people. What do you mean you make them turn the wrong? How it does it? It's you pull. You pull, It's VR. Right. So the one I there's there's one that's the VR with cables, harness, right? With cables. So that's an old that's an older one that's been around for a while, based uh, I think out of the Ohio area. I, know, I, saw, I saw it at a PIA like years and years ago. Yeah. I heard there's a new one that's pretty like that one, but advanced. It's a hanging one. That's not what you're talking about. So this one's not hanging. You can make it hanging, but it's total VR. Uh, Sonic's uh, had it at the ranch. Okay. Sonic hasn't had it, but knows the guy there. It's based out of New York. Right. And you sit in front of a PlayStation, no, no, a uh, Xbox Connect camera. Okay. So they're gamer camera. Oh, that's how. Okay. You wear VR goggles and you just fly a canopy hands free. You unstow your toggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just make the unstowing motion and, and you start flying and you oh. fly the whole thing. There's a uh, smokestack for a wind indicator. Uh, they have Beautiful. a couple DZs right now, but they're trying to. Uh, I think they're at the point now where anything Google Earth has, they can have. So it is yeah. real time photo, it's not a digital render. Um, they are also making 3D models available, and I don't know how they're doing that. Well, just Google Earth. Yeah. It's rad. It's the future. You it, know? It's the future. It's unbelievable. You get sick if you spiral under canopy. I could imagine if you're on a skydive, Nick, you've talked about turning your head a lot as the camera guy, how that would make a viewer nauseous. Mm-hmm. Um, under that canopy, moving my head when he had control of the headset, fuck uh, with my brain. I'm sure. <clears throat> I'm sure. Yeah, there's a big uh, mismatch there that just confuses your eyeballs and your brain like I'm looking over here and this movement's coming from somewhere else. So I think that's a big thing that attributes to that uh, motion sickness. It is It is so real. It's uh, Sorry, Nick, but my first experience is I saw VR porn and it looked like you could reach out and grab the chick's hair. Straight up, dude. Um, it's, it's just the easiest. So you're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. My wife complains when I do that. <laughs> just watch at me. <laughs> no, it, uh, but that's how real it was, man. Right. So Wazi Circus was out the drop zone. I pull up, pick up this brochure. I'm like, what's this Wazi Circus? And Wazi Circus partially. Dot com. Dot com. Wazi Circus. W a z z y Circus dot com. Right. I spelt right this time. Right, right, right. Um, it is uh, partially your artwork. Yes. Your art's evolved a lot since what I first saw. Yes, it has. So what got you into this? What got you into the passion art and where, where you got today? Um, man, shout out to Marcus Muse, um, Muse Tattoos. He freehanded this off a book called uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach. If you haven't read it, read it. One of my favorite books, uh, life-changing book. Um, taught him how to skydive. He invites me to a painting party. Me and my wife go. Shout out to Jackie Chowdhury, um, who made our first skydives together, IAD. Baby. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> paint party. I paint a four-way, because I'm, I'm just skydiving the brain, man. Still, um, I'm still in love. Uh, but I paint this four I've never painted before. You know you're nervous. First paint party. Have you ever painted before? You ever paint? You like a little bit. Paint. Not much. It's tough. Right? Put the brush to the... It's tough. 
Put the I mean, if you canvas. have something in mind that you're trying to make the paper look like what's in your brain, yeah, that's a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle. Man. So, but it came out awesome, right? And I was like, oh, that's great. And that was my introduction. I still got it. I'm going to make a shirt out of it because that's what I do now. Um, waiting tables at these restaurants. I don't know how I met Matt Myers. How did I meet Matt Myers? This is a guy named Matt Myers. He's a Myers Cafe on Instagram. This dude is like ghetto bird. So I'm, you know, ghetto birds. We would like make it happen no matter what, right? And I like anybody with that mentality to fucking take a brick and build a building. You know what I mean? Like I can fucking do this, whatever it is, right? So Matt's taking um, old office stuff and making huge canvas paintings out of them, and anything he can find, like any material, and making these great fucking paintings. And I ran into him, and he taught me how to paint. I saw something he did, and I wanted to get one for the drop zone, and he just taught me how to do it, right? And then from then on, I started painting more. Then I started using masonite so I could go really big. And then I figured out if I coated with polyurethane, right, uh, it could withstand drop zone weather. So I started painting my friends at the drop zone. And then I started giving away his gifts because, like, who has a painting these days of themselves? How rad is that? You get a painting of you from a friend, and it's you on a painting? So I thought it was, uh, you know, the romance in it. So I just started painting uh, moments. I think it's real cool, man, a moment. And that's all we get, like, right? Like, uh, on the jump, when you're just right in the right slot, and everybody's like, yeah, pow, take it. And you get a picture of it, but you're not going to look at it every day. But if you put it on the wall, you can look at it every day. Right? It can set your tone every day you walk by it. Like, yeah. And it does get mundane after you walk by it for a while, you forget. But then another day you'll see it again. And be like, I'm sure you look at that sometimes. Like, yeah. Homeboy spotting. Like, Jeffro? Yeah. That's, that's Provisano? Yeah, yeah, it's Provisano. I got a song about that, dude. Yeah. Um, we're going to come back to that song in a second. Um, I look at, I have other pictures hanging around the office that are me. And I absolutely, like, they're, I'm numb to them. And then there's days I sit back and I remember that summer. Yeah. The summer I took that photo that between those wind blades right there, man. That's a Stiletto 107, man, back in like 03-ish maybe. Fast Tracks was a, a four-way team. Dude, it was just a good summer. Right, 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 right. But the now this gift is from like you. tingly, like, oh. Yeah. So my, uh, part of my hustle was I'd get rad shots and then paint them and then put them at the drop zone for sale. And I'd offer it to the person I painted it of the, uh, the painting for like $100 less than I was selling it for. And they could buy it right then, or I was just going to sell it and give them like three days. Because there's nothing people like more than more of themselves. I'm serious. Show somebody a picture of them so you know how it is. Hey, this is I'm you. buying that picture for sure. I want that <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, that other picture looks okay, but that one of me looks fucking that good. Let me see. Well, who do you watch in the video, son? At least the first go-through. Who oh, you watch? Oh, the first five go-throughs. That's all me, baby. Yeah, it's all me, son. <laughs> Even even when I'm coaching somebody in an AFF course and we're debriefing them, I'm constantly watching me as I'm watching them. I'm like, yeah. and, and I'm debriefing me or saying, look, I knew what I was doing for once. All right, why didn't I shadow his hand on that? Yeah. Or why, you know, was my signal too early? I know, dude, you're yeah. just dissecting everything. That's what we do. Man. Yeah. It, Wazzy, uh, Wazzy Circus, man, this artwork is, is really taking off. I love what you're doing now. Ghost, if I remember right, is one that I really like. So when you posted, thank you, Ghost. That was the first one. Yeah, dude. Then there's Ghost. another one, Spaceball, I love. Looks like they're, they're yeah, carving so around the sun is what it actually looks Mars like. Or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Uh, that was in the um, parachutist, dude. Was it? Yeah, it was in the parachutist featured. Like, yeah. I've I can't a lot lie. I don't, that, don't open my parachutist tons. It's all good. It's so, all good. It's all good. Um, I, I do, I do fl uh, flip through every episode of parachutist to see if my picture's in there, which it never is. Right, right. So that happened years ago, and it hasn't happened in years. So, so you know what? Um, my mentor is Brahman Ellie Clement. Uh, 
Run Skydive Ratings, man. Run very, very solid company. Um, they post a lot of their students' stuff in the parachutists, and you should also. You should have a more of a presence. Um, the rating center with pictures, and yeah, we did it. Celebrate it. No, I'm, I'm with you. I can't disagree with imagine it. Imagine how your students, not even for you, your students, yeah. your people. Imagine how that would feel for them. And there you are, wise old owl, man. Yeah, what's up? There's a, most of what they pu- publish in Parachutist is, is Brom giving awards like his, uh, badges and free fall awards. I'm talking about uh, seven, it's graduated. He tracked. He tracked straight. He didn't. He tracked in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but those pictures aren't really published often at all. No, parachutists. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, you'll see them a lot online, and Skydive Ratings does a pretty good job with their online presence. And they're, they're the first full-time rating school. They're really one of the schools that I'm modeled after. Uh, Brahm is, is a founder. This is Skydive San Diego, yeah? No, no that's Jeffrey Jay Hills. Stokes. Jay mm-hmm. Stokes' is certifications unlimited. Shout out to Jay Stokes. I got my IED rating from Jay Stokes. And Jay will be on the show. I may something or the other. Uh, he's the Iron Man, all you can jump a twenty-four hour guy. Also, right. my mentor. Yeah, I know. I know. My Jay, mentor, I just yeah. thought my teacher. The, the the name Brom sounds really familiar. Brom owns Skydive Ratings in Zephyr Hills, Z Hills, Skydive City. Huh. Shout okay. out to TJ. And the longest full time rating school out there, uh, really, uh, Excel Skydiving. Michael Watkins does a phenomenal job. Is at Lone Star regularly doing courses out there. Uh, Brom, myself, and Jay are the four really running a, a large number of the courses. There's a lot of other examiners, a lot of, of active examiners, but those are probably the four full-time running schools. Excel, he has a couple people. Brom has a couple people. Uh, Jay is, is mainly running by himself. So, um, Shout the, out to Jay. Yeah. Iron Man Stokes. So. Dude, Brom, is, Brom set a standard, dude. There's no doubt. He, he He's for the business model for what we do, and People get mad that it's a business, but man, because it's a business, you have excellent coaches. If it wasn't for being in a business, Waz wouldn't be able to offer his services the way they're offered. You wouldn't be able to refine and tune what you do if we didn't have a business model to this. It's a very giving business model. Yep. You know, if you look at what coaching fees and training fees are in other industries and sports, it's it's not the most expensive sport that way. Uh, The most rewarding thing I've ever done was getting my AFFI. How do you feel about that, Justin? Feels amazing. How right? do you feel yeah, about very that? Very rewarding. You got it, Nick? Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I completely is... agree. That's one of the most rewarding things. Uh, are you are you working in the sport now? Uh, just on the side on the weekends. But you are working doing jumps. Yes. It's a different perspective, isn't it? Very much. It, it's not the fun jumper perspective. No, though. not it, at all. It's the real deal <laughs> skydiving. It's, it's different, the, man. Holy shit! I need to save this guy's life right now. <laughs> hey, that's when you're jumping, man. All the other, st- I mean, shout out to fun jumpers, I guess, but like. <laughs> you know, it's I a, guess you know it's a good shout out when it ends with I guess backhanded half-ass <laughs> shout out. <laughs> yeah, it's that cat hum- humping tandem, son, flicking them drugs, taking them people, blowing minds. You know it's the AFFIs, man. Some cameramen flipping loads, packing parachutes, man, trying to edit video, close the rig, get out, shoot the interview. Man, those are my peeps, son. That's like the pilots, man, having left the damn cockpit in seven hours or some crazy shit, fueling hot. Like, making it happen, like, changing lives, like, that's, I mean, it's fun. Go fucking do your two-way. You don't touch each other. Like, but the people that are, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the, that's the reason. That's my heart, blood, and soul, right? That's why, like, I do flight nights at the tunnels, a little competition. Like, it's two for one for drop zone staff. I just want you to come, man. It's the price of a jump ticket. You can fly, like, six to eight minutes on a team at the tunnel, at, you know, twice a month, man, for a price of a jump ticket. Nobody comes. <laughs> I've got like 20 regulars, but like no new skydivers come. I'm like, you guys, but you know, it's far. 
It's far. It's Man, let's hold on. That's a good sidetrack for one second because I want to talk about uh, Flight Nights. I, I said that right, right? Ooh. Flight Nights, you put together this group, and I see it together all the time, hashtag Flight Nights. I recently actually joined, joined the Facebook group. and is that, is that video, the Flight Nights video, is that around online? If yep. I wanted to have Justin find it and, yep, uh, sure and share it, where would that be? There should be a few of them. Uh, on my page, uh, on the Flight Nights page, hashtag Flight Nights. It's it's a uh, just a, just for a visual aid for people who right. don't know all this craziness you're up to. Yeah, it's pretty nutty. Um, mm. uh, yeah, fight nights. What do you want? What is it? Fight nights. Fight nights. It's my baby. Uh, I started it years ago. Get up on that mic a little bit more. Get up on the mic, son. Uh, I was trying to get my sit fly sign off in the tunnel, and Chris Dixon was busy moving up in the world and opening new tunnels, so he really didn't have time to put the time in to really mold me, so he was like, you need to teach 100 people how to sit fly, then I'll sign you off. I'm like, ah, so he's like, do something for the staff. So I came up with a competition for the staff. It was really simple, right? Uh, sit fly comp. And then standby account holders were standing around, like, can we fly with you guys? We're pitching our time. I was like, sure. And then it became this thing that was uh, every Tuesday. It was free fly Tuesday or something, sit fly Tuesdays or something silly. And then it just grew into flight nights. And then um, one of the new heads at the company, the execs, Jeff Marshall. Thank you, Jeff Marshall. Big shout out. Uh, he's like, give me the ridiculous, man. Do it. Go big. Like, show me something cool. You, you talk all this shit, kind of. He's like, show me. And he's like, give me something cool. And we did. Right? We came up with this. Have you seen the ring stacks and shit I got, man? No. Yo, we're stacking rings like... Olympic rings to the freaking ring in the tunnel, and we're if flying through them like goldfish and shit. There's if comp. you find that video, Justin, let me know. We should uh, you should play it. So I, I can. It's still set up from safety day. It's not sharing the other monitor. Uh, we got oh. like uh, we we've developed <laughs> rules for everything. Tunnel ball, like real game rules that are safe and like really competition style. We've got the lights you guys haven't seen yet. They're old to us now, um, but tunnels are gonna get these touchpad lights all over. Like tons of games that are possible, so we use those. So. <laughs> So it's at the point right now, DJ, like last week's competition at Flight Nights, we had a big ring in the middle, like a dolphin ring, right? And we have these touch sensor lights everywhere. Your team had to build a formation. One person has to fly through the ring, touch the light, and you build the next formation. And the other teammate has to go through the ring, touch the light. And that was a scoring system for Flight Nights. They said create the ridiculous. So I created a hoop jump. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking amazing. We had these tubes. Somebody took them. I don't know. They, the tubes came up missing, man. Where the tubes at, son? Where the tubes <laughs> at, son? Y'all know where the tubes are at, son. Is it like a free I think fly tube in Arizona. That, that attaches to the net? Is that yeah, what the there's two about? of them, blue and white. Came up I, missing, I don't know where like, they are. I've seen them in videos. Like Scooby Doo, son. I definitely didn't take them. They're going to pop They're up definitely somewhere. not in the van right now. I saw them on a video online somewhere mm -hmm. recently. Was that y'all? Probably. Or we, did I see the video? Hey, so it's, it's organic. People come up and we come in the room. We do introductions, how many jumps you got, where's your home drop zone. I've got one tandem, I've got 3,000 skydives. We're all together, right? We're all competing together. And then um, we decide what we're going to do. People are like, I want tunnel ball, I want rings, I want hoops, I want blocks, I want wazzy blocks. I've got all these crazy weird blocks that we do. And then we just, it's organic, we go and fly. It's amazing. So it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you had a point, you had a question earlier. Okay, so boom, boom, boom. boom. Um, the paintings, Wazzy Circus, Skydive Dallas, Skydive Dallas. <laughs> so we, we, we parked for a second on what's flight night. So, I, right. man, I, I love everything you're offering. But one of the things that you pointed out is it's for everybody. 
the, the yeah. new flyer, brand new flyer, brand new flyer, to the thousands of jumps flyer. Yeah, I've got great mentors. Shout out to Mark Farr, John Farrington, Sam King, baby, uh, Jeff Gowie. I'm telling you, man, Jimmy. Yo, I've got people like if you have, trust me, it's to the point, man. That if you're trying and you're willing to try, I'll put my three best guys on you and I will hold a knee grip and help you turn points in the tunnel on your four-way if you're really trying. I, I mean, we're down. We're used to catching people from the rings. And I mean my rings. Like, people catch their feet, do a backflip. You know, my instructors are on it. Shout out to iFly Austin. Hi, dude. <laughs> my dudes are on it. They're monsters, man. Like, we're ready for fight nights. Prepares you for anything. It is like, it's crazy. There's so many, four-way is hard, man. Four-way is hard. But we make you do it. Right? And people have a blast and they get better. And then they become mentors. Right? And the team just grow. We got two way VFS. Shout out to the girls. Uh, shout out to Tippy, two holes little pole. Sarah, Rachel, son. Yeah, we got team, son. It's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. What was that team name again? Two holes in a pole. <laughs> okay. My buddy Tippy. You go, Adam Tippy. Okay, uh, Tippy, two holes in a pole. The Tippy threw Tippy's me off. The, Tippy's the dude. Okay. And then uh, two girls. Uh, Tippy lost his arm in a motorcycle accident. He's an ex professional swooper. Right? Uh, out of San Diego. Um, still flies in the tunnel. Still a badass flying VFS, son. He's on a team. Uh, he's killing. I think I've seen his name around Adam, maybe? Adam. Okay. It's my dog. Shout out. He does painting parties around Austin. Right? Artist community is kind of rich in Austin for some reason. I don't know. You know? It's a rumor. Uh, man, Austin is, is... I like Texas. Mm -hmm. But the thing that Texas is missing for me is Austin. I like the culture Austin, of Austin. Austin's in Texas. I know, but if it wasn't for Austin, <laughs> Texas would be missing it. That is that is the only thing that Texas right, would be. It's right there. I love it. Oh, dude, I'm not. No, I love going to visit. <laughs> I love being up yeah, there. Yeah. It is a great town. So Austin, keep Austin weird is a motto. Those of us in the state very well know. And and it's. I know, I know, but it's weirder than you think. It's not the weird you think. <laughs> it's not the dude with the fucking light bulb shirt on the unicycle. No, that's not. That's just somebody fucking dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's just a clown. Like, Austin's weird because they're nice and kind, and they listen to you, and they really care, and you care, and it's fun, and it's it's amazing. Right? How do you feel about it? You come up a lot. Yeah, I, uh, I really like it there. It's uh, I think it has a lot of transplants, but yes. uh, like there's almost a vibe in the city that attracts a certain type of people. But I agree, it's a friendlier place. It's a more diverse place. It's uh, a, a livelier, better nightlife, more community feel to, to most places. What I see when I see Keep Austin Weird is when I first showed up, I thought it was because they had weirdos. Right. And I very Everywhere quickly learned it's weird because it's not Texas. And it's very diverse, what, what you guys have said. Texas, I love it. It's, it's a great state. It's been a great place to live. I've got no quarrels or qualms with, with being in Houston at all. It's a great place right. for us. Um, I, actually, I've got quarrels and qualms. I'd like some trees and mountains, which is why I can go to Austin. There's some hills and, hills and trees. I can at least get something. Um, but Austin, the people, being in touch with people, the, the community that's around there, people seem to be so much more real, uh, engaged with each other. Those are the things yeah, that man. are weird. Uh, shout out to the city. We just survived some, some bombs, man. I think you've honestly already broken the shout out record, but please keep uh, going. Well, hold on, hold on. We just survived <laughs> like the mail bomber, dude, blowing people up. This yeah, is that real shit, shit crazy. son. This was like a couple weeks ago. That's some real shit. Yeah. Like we were like, and I'm like ordering parts for the car, and there's boxes showing up. I'm like, God damn it, this is real shit. And look at this, dude blew himself up in my neighborhood. Yo, I was up to going to work. Shit was shut down. The helicopters were above my block. 
That's how close it was. And we were like, there was this thing in the back of my head, like it was South Austin. He was fucking with people. So I was like, oh, I'll never get to Round Rock. That shit was on my street. Traffic was shut down. There were like, like city buses going through my neighborhood. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Right? Like, so like, yeah, shout out to Austin. Nick Lott. Man, first of all, this is not a, everybody. <laughs> fuck it. This is not the Academy <laughs> Awards, but we will have more shout outs than oh, you know, the Academy I'm not Awards. Done, no, Come it's on, all TV. Good, Hi, Mom. <laughs> so uh first of all, I didn't really keep track of it. I found out there was an Austin bomber pretty deep into the process, and the second time I found out he was dead. Mm, no, so, I found out every fucking day people were blowing up. How how many packages? Like what how many mm, I think it was five, three people, uh one package blew up an old lady, dude. Right, and then another one was like some young kids that walked through a tripwire on the block. It wasn't even packages anymore, right? It was packages for like a day. Like three people got blown up or hurt, and then he switched it up to a tripwire. So you just walking down the street, son. <laughs> Fuck, man. Shit ain't funny, man. It's, it's Dude, fucking life. I, Life's funny. I laugh Life, because I'm paranoid. Yeah. I don't trip on shit like oh, that. Shit, man. Yeah, they they got him. <sighs> they got him for um, they tracked him down. Through video cameras and shit. So that's when I caught up. I caught up when the motherfucker died and the police kind of figured out who he was. They were trailing him. He blew himself up. Yep. Right there, dude. My neighborhood, son. Man, it's, it's got to be fucking crazy. It's the world we live in is, is insane. Yeah, but we live in a place where, like, a dude, uh, you know, people say we leave our house unlocked sometimes. Yo, our van doors used to open on our shit. Like, like, when you locked it, like, 10 minutes later, the doors would just open on the side, the automatic doors, and they'd stay open all night. We've never had anything stolen. That same van, we came to Houston one night. Me and my wife were having dinner. I left my phone on the dash on accident. Well, right on the dash on the thing with the charger, and the charger's lit up, right? Somebody smashes out our side window and leaves the phone and the purse. That means they were just <laughs> smashing windows. What the fuck is wrong with this city, son? That happened here in Houston? <laughs> yeah, that happened here in Houston. Like, every time I'm somebody comes down here, shit. bad shit... I, well, that was just some anger. I, I had my car broken into, parked on the street in Houston. They stole a pocket knife and the change out of my cup holder. What did they leave? I mean, there wasn't much else in the van okay. or in the in the in the car. This was my my Tucson actually. Mm. But uh, man, there I don't know why. Like, if I was in public smashing car windows, smashing and grabbing shit, there'd have to be something pretty good in there for really me to good. risk the risk getting caught for breaking into cars. And and there was there were multiple cars, so I think they were just smashing, no grabbing. Dude, we had some a buddy kids. who had his, his car broken into. He had a laptop in there, a nice Apple MacBook. Um, there, people leave this shit in the car all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll take my backpack into a restaurant with my laptop in it before I leave it in the car. Right, right. Have you seen that shit at gas stations where cats are going up to your shit while you're in the store paying? No. There's like video on YouTube. Like they'll pull up even while you're pumping. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll pull up next to you. They'll get out. They'll do a sneak over. Open your passenger side. Grab your shit. They'll drive off. Yeah, I lock my car door at the gas station. I lock Crazy, anywhere right? I go, man. I just I leave my car. I take my phone with me in case anything happens. I can call. Um, I, I won't not have my phone in my pocket because that that is the one lifeline I have to like holy fuck I'm stuck I need money I need a ride I need something it's I just followed. it's my phone a friend <laughs> <laughs> oh man why wouldn't you did you see DQ's post this week 
Gosh, no, please, uh, please remind me. Maybe I did. No, he shared uh, this episode, you know, come check out Waz. And his comment on his share was, <laughs> why wouldn't you? Exclamation point. <laughs> All <Jeez>. caps. <laughs> so shout out to Hugh Funk. Oh, man. Um, I don't I still don't think he's listened to the episode. He still hasn't manned up to do it. Um, I did. Talk. Why would he not listen to that? <laughs> why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Um, but he d- he is okay with the ribbing, so he just, he's okay. Just so you uh, or know what we're talking about, uh, Tom Noonan was here, uh, UPT guy, talking about uh, Skydive uh, Mount Everest, okay. telling some really awesome stories, uh, sharing some really awesome video, and uh, DJ had a friend in from out of town for, uh, what was this seminar you guys were doing? Uh, Tandem Examiner Meeting. Tandem Examiner Meeting. Nice. And so uh, a friend of his who was staying here, was joined us to sit in on the live podcast, and homeboy had had a little bit too much to drink. Why would it? And he was. <laughs> so I, I was sitting in Justin's seat. I'm so fu- I'm happy that we're getting to tell the story again. I was sitting in Justin's seat, and the first time he piped up wanting to say something, because I'm not an asshole most of the time, I tried to <laughs> pass him the microphone because I thought he had something relevant to say. I thought he was really going to try and contribute to the conversation. Right. He seemed to know DJ pretty well, but. Is this, this is Tom Noonan? No, Tom uh, Noonan was our guest on the couch. Oh, okay. who was so who's awesome. the guy? You, he was great. Name? you know then, Hugh Funk, maybe. It's Hugh Funk. Hugh yeah. Funk is the is the guy sitting over here. Okay, who's Funk. just getting pretty? Uh, he's he's, he's getting pretty sloppy. Time. Yeah, excited man. He's and good, you know? so he shouts some stuff, and I'm like, oh, I gotta let this gentleman speak and give him the microphone, and then he just starts saying gibberish into the microphone, and I'm like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. How do I get that microphone back? <laughs> what was the gibberish? Can you repeat any of it? Uh, well, I remember uh, <laughs> this is a time he felt really compelled to interrupt. Tom was talking about LMB altimeters, and that—that's the those are the altimeters that they take with them when they go to Everest. Me too. Every why? Time? And then Hugh, <laughs> Hugh also, because he was shouting, why would you not <laughs> take those? Why? What else would you? T-? And it's like. Hey man, like we all like those altimeters, well, but hey, that's not a good reason to ruin out the to show. LB, yeah, they're great, greatest great customer products. service Beautiful. on the planet. And I mean, I know other like that Neptune. Is that the one with the the temperature and fucking your emojis and shit? You oh, the new one coming out. <laughs> the right. new that just came out. Yeah, that's pretty rad. That's L and B son. I mean, I don't know. They're probably awesome. Please sponsor me. I'll, t- I'll check. <laughs> out your, hey, I'll check it out. I'll talk about it, man. Well, I'll talk about it for you. I'll Instagram it. Send me one. But yeah. I'll give LMB. you an email address tonight when we get off. Cool. D- dude, I-, I know who you can email. I know who cool. you can take care of. I will of you. test it on jumps, man. I'll point it out, fly them in the tunnel, see what they say. <laughs> Why wouldn't you sponsor <laughs> it? <laughs> so, Hugh Funk. Yeah, that was okay. one of like a dozen outbursts. Okay. And DJ kept saying, like, hey, hey I think, I want to say, no, he wasn't here when we first started the show. He came Correct. in when we had been going for about 20 minutes or so. Uh-huh. And so, uh, it wasn't like we had a chance to be like, hey, just hang out and don't ruin what's happening. Why would we? But uh, <laughs> when, when someone without a microphone starts shouting, for the people listening, like through Facebook Live and through the, the podcast, they don't hear very much. They hear like an odd noise in the background, but it's mostly silence because the person doesn't have a microphone. So they're mostly just interrupting what's happening for some odd background noise, and then we either have to disregard what they said or explain what they said. But no one really has had anything very relevant who's shouting from from the corner. So especially you. And uh, so <laughs> DJ had to stop a couple of times being like, hey, man, nobody can hear what you're saying. Can you please not interrupt? And he seemed to understand. <laughs> Happens 10 minutes later. Hey, he's shouting about some, just some crazy gibberish. Hey, buddy, can you take it easy? 
10 minutes later, it keeps happening, and he starts smoking a cigar over here. <laughs> and it's like, a great who, who, who smokes <laughs> inside anywhere, especially Dude. when they're a guest in someone's house? So DJ's He's like, like Dude, what are you, what are you like, doing? Yeah. <laughs> so a DJ calls him out on it immediately. Within five seconds, he smells it. Hey, man, you're not allowed to smoke in my house. What are you doing? My wife will kill me. And so he puts it out. Shit you not Five minutes later He sparks the fucking thing up again uh, And it's like Oh my god uh, I thought I honestly thought Like You know when someone's so drunk That they're just gonna cause a fight Yep I thought that was the guy Shout was, out to Jacob Bailey <laughs> 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 Love you son This is you we're talking about So this is how people see you Jacob I love you buddy I don't know you Jacob right. But you can do better my friend uh, yeah, yeah, yeah if this is nah, you Jacob He's like oh, I'm good outside. I'm good I won't do that again Get him I won't do that again Get him <laughs> Dude, I, why would it? <laughs> <laughs> but it was extremely uh, disruptive and very annoying when get it was up. happening. But I'm really glad that it happened because it has brought much joy to my life and the lives of others. <laughs> that is good. That so is you, good. you mentioned something earlier that I wanted to get back to in uh, the Ghetto Birds. What, what's the Ghetto Birds? We the Ghetto Bird click. Don't forget to flick a pitch. It's my uh, it's my crew, man. Uh, I was a. Uh, Lone IED instructor at a tandem only drop zone, and I wanted somebody to sit fly with. So I convinced every student that came through the door to please skydive with me. And then a couple dudes did, right? And three years later, we're jumping off of bridges in Idaho and buildings in the middle of the night and shit. And we're the ghetto birds, son. Uh, we were mentored by the Bandito. Shout out to Jack Reeves, the mighty, mighty powerful mad Jack Reeves pirate, sky pirate. Um, yeah, so the Banditos wouldn't, wouldn't take us on because we were IED students. We weren't AFF. We weren't the upper echelon. We didn't have somebody pointing at us about our legs, right? We had to, like, <laughs> let go of the plane and spin out of control for 3,000 feet and throw our parachutes out. So, and we, nobody made money off IED students, right? It's five bucks to put us out. Nobody, the instructor didn't give a fuck about that. So we were kind of stepchildren on the side, and we just learned everything on our own. We started base jumping on our own under the guidance with the mighty, mighty banditos. I don't want to take anything away. Um, so that's the ghetto birds. These are my boys. Uh, IED instructors, tandem masters, AFFIs, videographers. We call it any slot, any slot, you know, mower, packer, you know, bathroom cleaners. You know, right? What do you need for the DZ, son? We just, none of us fly the plane yet. We've fueled it a bunch. We've washed it more than enough, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, to be a ghetto bird, you're like a skydiving motherfucker, man, at the, at the drop zone all weekend making no jumps. You know, Sunday night, sunset jump. You've been there since Saturday morning just because tandems are, you know, like the, the hardcore. Uh, there's a ceremony. There's a very deep ceremony to become a ghetto bird, right? It involves Grand Marnier, and there's a good reason for it. There's a legendary reason for it. Why? Um, one of those nights after, like, uh, enormous amount of tandems. Where we worked at in Cushing, dude, they, it was, Jack used to call it the honeypot. They would just line up, man. We had tandems, 20 loads a day. Or like each, like we were doing tandems out that motherfucking plane, son. Um, eight five, open the door, get out. Mm -hmm. So we gotta get to the ground, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. uh, what was the original point? I forgot. What was it? Why the Grand Marnier? Oh, okay. So, yeah. so one of those late and late nights, feeling rowdy, ran out of beer, ran out of alcohol, scouring the drop zone, dirty scouring the old lockers, the old boxes. Right in the back of the helmet, son, there's an <laughs> unopened bottle of this orange liqueur called Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier. 
we, we commenced to taking shots and screaming at the sky about how awesome the ghetto birds are and how uh, we, we, we could fucking do anything. And then we go climb the beacon and we all take turns riding. Beacon rides. Riding the beacon. <laughs> yes. And after some beacon rides and some more Grand Marnier, the ghetto oh. birds, we named it, I think, that night. We were like, who the fuck are we? And it came around, it was like, it just came around. We were the fucking ghetto kids, man, who were the stepchildren. We we're the fucking ghetto <laughs> birds, man. I don't know many ghetto people that drink Grand Marnier, though. I, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but there's history. There's history to it. We used to have to call a sewer. You don't have to do that anymore. There's a sewer that goes under the drop zone. You have to go in this pipe. We don't do that anymore. Shout out to Brandon Chenard. He's crawled that shit to you the prison. Crawl, are you, it's like Shawshank what? Redemption shit. Yeah, is what so. you're He's crawled it to where? To the prison, son. Yo. He <laughs> shout out to Cushy. Shout out to Cushy. He crawled up the shit pipe to the through prison. To the prison, son. That's, the, that's, the, that's more that's of a man rumor. than I will ever be. He crawled through that shit. Brandon Chenard is Andy Dufresne backwards. Yeah. This is probably. Yeah, dude. He crawled up the shithole. Yeah, it's oh, an old ritual. Oh, wait, man, we come from this old crazy drop zone. So you're GB3? I'm GB3. Who's Ghetto, Ghetto Bird, Bird 1 click. and who's Ghetto Bird 2? Okay, so I was thinking about that on the way down, right? It's Waylon, Jared, and I. We were standing around, uh, late night drinking. Jared and Waylon over there discussing, uh, 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 we're going to make a, a gang. <laughs> 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 I was like, so we're going to name the gang. Hang on, how old are you at this point? Uh, how fucking... 30. Okay. <laughs> 32, 33 years old and shit. A grown ass man child. Uh, uh, hey, this is like after racing those ripsticks around the Cessna, we set up cones and shit. Like ridiculous drop zone shit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we started discussing shit and like, oh, Jay was like, it's my idea. I think J Rod. Shout out J Rod. Powerful J Rod. Um, Jared Thompson out of Tulsa in Oklahoma City. Wherever you're from, Jared. Uh, I think he's GB1. And then Waylon Litchfield's GB2 or G or GB1 is what they're pissed off right now. I can feel the flames. Waylon, I'm just saying, dog. I know you're watching. I think Waylon's GB1, to tell you the truth. I don't know. We were just right there, and I just took three because it looked cool, right? Because they're all rounded and shit. I could have fought for GB1, I think. <laughs> but three just looks cooler. Three looks cooler. GB, it's like fucking, it's like perfect. GB3, the B and the three, they, they, yeah. they frame each other so well. Universe, man. So well, man. And uh, ride or die, man. Ride or die. GB three, man. Uh, uh, GB three kind of brings me up to a question, to to a, a thought. And and Justin on iTunes on my computer, you should actually have GB three queued up already. Okay. You uh, yeah, man. What's this the name? This is a lot of loads. This is Cessna loads. This is thirty minute loads on a two hundred six. So. <laughs> 206, do you know the difference between a U and a P model, passenger yes, cargo? this is a passenger, not a U. Okay. I've, I've never jumped a U, but I got a shitload of P models. Right oh, on, man, yeah. Man, dude. I, and it's uh, me and Andy Beck. Shout out to the powerful Andy Beck, owner of OSC, Oklahoma Skydive Center, Cushing, Oklahoma, home DZ. Uh, man, we try to play chess on the plane. We sit there, we discuss shit, and after a while, you just go to sleep. <laughs> right? Dude. Yes. Just pass the fuck out, man. And you wake up, like, oh, fuck it. Right. Uh, five more minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I need five more minutes to altitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, five more minutes, minutes nap. nap yeah. All right, what you going to do? You turn around, son. Okay, right. Wait, hey, hey, hold this. Tell me when it hits uh, seven five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my yeah, God. Yeah. I love watching students watch their instructors fall Pass asleep out. in small Cessnas because they're like, what the fuck? Dude, we got 30, 40 minutes. I got time yeah. for a nap, bitch. Shit. Yeah, so uh, I wrote it, man. Um, because last load, Sunset Skydivers, 
Free flying on a Sunday. That's where it came from. I free fly on a Sunday. My ticket is a one way. I'm about to play in the sky. I always knew you'd make it one day. Today was such a fun day. Man, I think I could cry. Ticket is a one way. I'm about to play in the sky. I always knew you'd make it one day. Today was such a fun day. I woke up, I got packed, I got on, I got out the free fly, kissed the sky, I fell in love with my life. What? That's powerful. That's powerful, right? I didn't write it for me, so it's just what I felt, yeah. It makes me smile. <sighs> me too. It's not the best recording, but I figured I had to just get it out. Dude, this is another song I listened to a few times this, this week, and let it keep playing, Justin. Um... Flywing suits it made me want to pack jump. your shoe. I don't know, but I love to sit. <laughs> that is a happy song. It's awesome. Man, th- this was 2010. What's going on beyond those Cessna jumps? What, what's motivating you? What's driving you? Oh. I don't know. Hanging off the wing, skydiving. 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 So Nawaz came before this. Oh, Nawaz was pre-college. Okay. At post-college. The songs were pre-college, and then God bless Langston University, Oklahoma. Um, man, we'd have ciphers, dog. My, uh, shout out Legend on Instagram, son, at Legend, L-E-G-L-E-J-E-N-D. Uh, man, we'd couple turntables in between class and mic or two, and we'd just sit there and blow and play chess and just, just rhyme. It was just the greatest, man. It was one of those like times like Scott Ive Dallas, like the greatest party ever, man. And then, uh, yeah, you got to think about Langston. What was the original point? I'm space brains. So. Man, there is no original all right, point, yeah, buddy. Yeah, but, uh, the story is epic. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Nawaz came um, after college. No, during college, near the end of college. Uh, this dude, Tree, David Taylor. Oh, amazing singer, amazing producer, amazing dude. Well, actually, that man, that album was recorded in Arizona, New Mexico, California, and Texas and Oklahoma, dog. That's a collection of songs, Nawaz. That album, that t- album Tired, is mm-hmm. is spread out over a lot of states. But uh, David Tree Taylor helped me out with a lot of it. Um, but here's the deal, man. Like, you know, I kind of obsess. So they're in my head. I got to get them out. I'd write the songs. I'd write the hooks. Um, I pay for the studio time. I hire an engineer. I go pick up David with the keyboard. Um, and then I go buy all the necessities for a hip hop session. I'd fund it all, and we'd go to the studio, and I'd just break myself. But I had to get these songs out of my fucking head, right? So I did it, and then just put it out, man. Uh, the ones who love it, love it, you know? And that's cool. That's really cool. To hear you say that, I love it. You know, that's really cool. Because uh, there's this artist in Austin, man. Um, drawing a blank. Mr. McCullen. I messed his name up. But uh, one of his quotes is, Today I will create something the world has never seen. That fucking motivates me every day. That makes me smile. Like, wow, I can do that. You can do that. Anybody can do that. Jay Money right here can do that. Just, Justin, you should do it tomorrow. Create something the world has never seen. <laughs> something epic, right? Because you can. So, like, I was a jazz musician for a long time, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Beautiful yeah. is that sentence. I was a jazz musician. For a long time. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting to hear because it, it, it's reflected through your entire life, man. It's been Nawaz to GB3 to the flyer you are today because you continue to create art. But between Nawaz and GB3, that song, how much time had passed? Years. Years. Ten, nine, ten years. 
So one of the things I asked you the other day th- through our exchange, I mean, you just gave me the show, dude. You just gave me the, this conversation, which I appreciate. It's, yeah. it's my favorite thing about this show is, is two things. Number one is my development of relationship with friends and, and learning to listen and enjoy and participate in your life better. And, and, and getting to know you has so far been one of the, the deepest, most interesting conversations I've had. So I've really enjoyed it. That's, thank you for feeding that. Thank you, sir. Dude, you're well, you fed that, though. And so you're welcome. But thank you for, for feeding that animal. And the other part is, is I've learned a lot about myself. Nick, I think, has also uh, learned. I mean, we get a little bit more thoughtful about what we do through this process. I've heard that. Um, one of the things I asked you, though, is... Why do you? Uh, why don't you do music anymore? And I really, I love your personality. I love the person, and, and really the personality I meet because you and I are similar people at the DZ and in life. We're generally a personality. Um, I, I love that personality. I love your ability to make music. Why don't you produce music anymore? I, I think the answer, which I had to think about before I answered, I was going to give you something silly because I think I'm funny, which my wife doesn't think I'm funny at all. Uh, hold on one second. Gratitude killed hip hop is the exact words you gave me. Gratitude I actually had to write hip-hop. that one down. Yeah, man. I, I kissed the sky, son. She was beautiful. God embraced me when I left that assessment, man, that day. I let go of that plane, man. I reached for the earth, had line twist, didn't flare, smashed in. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> no shit. But like, I just, I just couldn't believe I had that opportunity. I couldn't believe that happened to me. I was like winning the lottery. It was like better than life. And like, like, and to be able to, con- and then Jack Reeves, my, mighty, mighty Mad Jack, took me under his wing and kind of molded me. And like, I, I, there was nothing else to rap about. I didn't have it anymore. I didn't, before I cared, like, I cared what I looked like. My, my clothes were fucking important. My shoes, like, I remember there was a time in my life, if I didn't have my earrings in or my chain, I wouldn't go outside. I didn't, I, my day was ruined. Oh, God. That's uh, not the you I know. Yeah, but that was me, son. Like, uh, fucking Timberland shoes, socks, and underwear with the shirt because I needed it in the belt and the fucking, oh, so disgusting, son. It was so disgusting. And then, like, I realized what really broke me of it was this dude, Steve Page, mighty, mighty Steve Page, taught me how to play disc golf and shit. Biggest hippie in the world. Big, tall, scruffiest looking white guy you've ever seen in your life. Same pair of cargo shorts for the last 10 years. I'm sure he's still wearing them. Same shirt. Dude had 2,500 skydives at the drop zone before he got his A license. And that's because he wanted to like, do something. Because he didn't give a fuck. And the owner was like, <laughs> he, he's just doing solos. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, so like, he kind of broke me up with skydiving, man. It was like, all right, new shoes or f- five loads? Five skydives? Four skydives for those shoes? Right? I can go out to eat with my friends and drink, but it's three skydives to go do that? I don't know. I started not caring anymore. I started like caring about gear and, and um, coaching and getting people to teach me and you know like how do I, how do I get better at this shit? I want to. And Jack Reed used to tell me all the time, "Best in the world was you can be the best in the world, best in the world. Trust me, best in the world. You." I'm like, you know, he's like, "Look at you, man. Best in the world. You can do it. They love you. They love you. They want to jump with you. You're Mr. Cool." I'm like, "Whatever, Jack." And then as I like got my ratings up, I was like. Mr. Cool, <laughs> you know what up? Like, why not? Because everybody else is all serious. Like, there's a lot of military background in skydiving, yes. and it kind of kills what it is—the joy. There's a lot of joy. It doesn't have to be. Oh, gosh, your fucking arm! Put your legs back. What are you doing? I'm gonna die. If you feel like that, <laughs> you shouldn't be a fucking jump master. It's uh, right. So I try to yeah. be opposite that. I'm the anti that. 
I'm the kryptonite to that bullshit. So. Very much. There are very small handfuls of people that you're going to fucking die, die work for. That doesn't work. But <laughs> it is the people who have been trained and trained to a point that boot camp brainwashes you mm-hmm. to learn that way. And those are the people it works for. The majority of people, if A, you give them a passion, a reason why, and Nick, kind of back to the very beginning of the show, you said I was an asshole when we first met, and I have zero disagreement with the fact... I don't think you were an asshole, that but I, you were the first person that talked sternly to me. But that's the point right there. In a non-productive way, I would, it I would call it. Is is just what you said, is I was angry, and that's going back to Nawaz. You killed Nawaz because Nawaz was angry. And, and for me, Nick, it, it's been a growing experience. There's no doubt in my mind that I was a little bit angry with my delivery back then and that militant yeah. approach. And, and I found that, man, my intent was awesome. And there's a lot of instructors and there's a lot of coaches who sit out there in that angry boat and say, don't they understand? I am trying to save their lives. And they don't understand it because you're not explaining it in a way they can understand that. With me, I can't speak for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It was my fear that made me scream at them, not them. And then do with them, I was scared of their potential of fucking sending me on a ride, right? Or like me having to get them in a, I was scared. I mm-hmm. could, I didn't have faith in my flight skills at first, just like every new AFFI. You pass the course, right? You think, how many level of like, you guys don't call it level, level ones, is it like cat E sixes or whatever well, the fuck That's basically call we now. call them levels. USPA okay. calls them yeah. categories. Level fours, have you gone on? Level fours? Yeah. What you mean? Three sixties? Is that level yeah, four? Yeah, three sixties. Level four is nineties. Three 90s. five is three sixties. Yeah, but space that, hey, the first turn with no tunnel time. Yeah, Woo! yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a rock and I'm roll right there. Trying to move right the body, yeah. like please don't do that shit. Have you done it? Uh-huh. Nice, very good. And that teaches you some shit, doesn't it? You're just yeah. learning that you can't fucking fly. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> you, you thought you it's could like, fucking fly. As soon as you see that elbow oh, dig way fucking no. deep, you're just driving as hard as you fucking can to try to catch that guy. Oh, yeah. God. yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's a while, right? Nick, I, I, it brings me back to one sidetrack. I think we've talked about this before, and I hope you're in for it. I don't care if you want your AFF rating or not. I think you'd be oh, a great really? AFF instructor. I, I am not. I've never argued the point that I, I don't think I would be a good AFF instructor. The, the biggest you reason, have to want it. Yeah, the, I mean, the biggest reason that I don't want it is because I know my ability to stress myself out beyond my ability to. I heard you say this it. before on the podcast. I, I I called bullshit when I was listening to it. Yep. <laughs> I said I mean, it out loud. I said it out loud. I was okay. like, no, 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 Nick, fucking lot. You've you've got man. Here's the deal. Here's my deal with that. You you you've got a a well of experience that you're not giving out, and that's rude. I'm happy to talk to those guys <laughs> on the ground. That's fine. That's fine with me. I'll I'll, I'll bring that's I'll an debrief. important channel. I, I will. That I will beautiful. chat. I will. That's awesome. That's that's great. That's fine with me. I'm I'm happy you to share any information. You got out the plane with him, son. And it's like yo, boom. And, I and, and dude, shit. when when <laughs> if it was going great, I'm sure I would love it. Well, I don't even know if that's true now. Now that I'm thinking about it, because. I'm I'm so good at worrying and stressing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, dude! Oh, good video. <laughs> ask ask anybody that knows me well. He's an asshole when he's focused. Okay, I got you. And I and, and not really. Ah, that explains the tunnel thing. Yeah, see, I have a see you're, what you're seeing <laughs> when he's the, a work. the impression you have of me at the tunnel being the withdrawn arms crossed. Like I just have a worked brain. Yeah, that I'm just working. That's it. So that's why and nobody speaks to. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't speak to many people because I have got a you fucking got shit. shit. To do. I've got and yeah, I've got a list a and I'm gonna get thing. everything on that list. It's a respectful thing, like, oh and he's busy. You I know? think when you know, in a social setting, when the when the goal is to be social and to interact, yeah, that's all good. I can do that. Right. But when I've got a task, like right. that's I'm gonna get it done. That's I don't care if it kills me. That's just what I'm there to do. I'm not there to bullshit. I'm not there to to chit chat. I'm not there to smile. I'm not there to I mean, I don't think I'm unfriendly. Okay, I would I would offer you that um Maybe saying hi and smiling really isn't a task, and it's just a passing thing that you can do that's really see, easy. I, I get that perspective, right. but uh, right now, when I'm in social mode, yeah, that makes sense. Like, but when it's, work mode, hey, when it's 8.30, I've just shown up at Austin after driving for three and a half hours, I and I've bad. just finished 20 minutes bad. of unloading and setting up cameras. And I know that the thing I'm supposed to be filming is already happening. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to say hi to the 15 people there that I know. That's true. I'm just going to get to work. That's true. I did that today. I left my he- my camera helmet there. I understand because I ran in and I need to get my helmet. And like everybody's like, hey, I can see their eyes light up as I pass by. And I was like, I can't. Talk. Dude, I'm happy with the nod and a smile. Give me that. I'll I'll take that all day. But when I got to have the same, you know, especially Austin, I'm only there. Once every, once a month right now, you yeah. know, and it's like, do I want to have the same three minute conversation no. with everybody about, hey, what hey, are, what have fly? you been up to? What's been going on? What are you <laughs> are doing? You VR, where are you going? Oh, how's Hawaii? It's like, yeah, yeah this conversation's good yeah. once or twice, you know, right, but right. it's like, hey, I can't get caught up in all that because gotcha. I drove. I'm, I'm doing six hours of driving today for the, for these shots that I got to get right now, and that to me is just more important than the conversation. And if that makes yeah. me an asshole, I, I guess yeah, uh, that's all right. But asshole. I'd rather be an asshole who does his job than uh, a friendly guy who I'll, doesn't amount to anything. I want to remind listeners just for one second that we have the most awesome job ever in the world, whether it's a tunnel flyer, whether it's a videographer, whether it's an instructor. But the thing that you have to remember is we have the most wonderful job ever. And when you show up to the DZ or to the tunnel, some days these fellows are at work and there's plenty of times that Nick can be very engaging and very social. Like, hey, what's up, brother? How are you doing? And hang out for five minutes. Um, myself and even Waz, especially Waz, are very engaging. But there's days where our day is stacked, stacked. deep, so, I mean, man. I, I apologize when I can't. I, I respect it, Nick. Yeah. I respect it. How many but days? But that was my, dude, no, uh, I, the only I, reason I, I'm so cut off because when I started listening to, to, to G-Lab, G Lab, shit. Yeah. <laughs> G Lab. Shout out to G Lab. Gangsta so. now. Hashtag G Lab. All right. Um, <laughs> I because I was listening to it and I didn't know who Justin was and who Nick was and I could have swore that it was <laughs> Justin talking because Nick didn't talk like sure. that and laugh and until <laughs> so they did the small jokes. I was like, they're talking to fucking Nick. I was like, that's Nick laughing. I was like, Nick's cool. <laughs> I'm like this is crazy. Like that was my and I've worked with you for like two or three years now, and I didn't know you were cool. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> but I've always been cordial. You with know, you. and it's funny. I think that I take it as the criticism that you're giving. Uh, I think that it's warranted, and but I still take it as a compliment of like we've yeah, always to, had to work me, relationships. 100. percent We've always been in a work. Oh relationship. yeah, for, for sure. It's never been like a but what up, Nick? You like. Know? I, I refuse most compliments unless someone tells me that I work hard. It's my, cool. it's my favorite thing about myself. Cool. And to me, it's just like, yeah, I do work hard. Yeah, I'm not there to bullshit. Yeah, I am getting my, my job done. And it makes me feel good. Nice. So nice. even though I might not be the friendliest person in the world all the time, yeah, I'm probably just at work. Yeah. Sorry. Awesome. So everybody know, say what up to him, but don't talk to him. Man, <laughs> it, it's... Uh, Give me a nod. I love a nod. I, I actually run my hours as the rating center from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the DZ, and I regularly will come home and do one to two hours worth of computer work. 
I limit my hours in the summer where where a guy like Nick will commonly be there seven thirty because Spaceland has a requirement on weekends for for them to be there earlier Sign than me seven thirty. Yeah, until sunset because sunset you you just finished up work and now sunset, you've got to pack, right. you got to right. get your shit together, you got to put your stuff away, you got to get rolled out. So it's common. We're working 12, 14 hour days out there. It's DZ, son. So I mean, it, it's a wonderful life. Ghetto birds, man, cutting your teeth at the DZ. I'm, I'm blessed. I cut my teeth as a videographer out right. of a 206. Right. So not as right. blessed as as I could be, but. It, it, it's still a lot easier than that working nonstop. Same thing. One eight two two zero six. It's the same thing. Oh man. Same thing. I I'm, I enjoyed those days. I don't miss those days. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. So I, I'm really curious about your transition from a full time skydiver to a tunnel instructor. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember those days very well. I do. I, when, it's the glory days now. It's like it's like I know why I did it. I know why I did it. I know why I did it. I'm glad I did it. I love why I did it. It's um, it comes down to I couldn't chase the sun anymore. I was blessed enough to be able to like you know Oklahoma where I was jumping it freezes over for six months almost five months man. The weather gets bad, rain, ice storms. You know winter's tough. Uh, I was in Dallas and then Dallas was better. They last you know their seasons maybe four months off, but you're starving in the winters. It's up, hard. Up north. You guys are in Houston, so you don't get it as bad. Trust me. You guys are actually like damn near Florida. I'm on the staff page for Spaceland Dallas, uh-huh. so I know how much they do and don't work because every day they do and don't work is posted on the staff page. Right, right. Excuse me. And my friends are hungry. Yeah. They've actually had the best yeah. winter they've had in a long time as far as workload, mm-hmm. and they're still hungry. Yeah, so um, I was able to work at Skydive Monterey Bay. Ooh. Oh. Gorgeous. Shout out to Jackie. Barrick. <laughs> Does anyone count these shout-outs? <laughs> uh, Skydive Monterey Bay. Oh, man. King Air. Shout-out to the Nardis. Super fast planes. Super fast planes. Super fast. Rockets. Rockets. Uh, shout-out to Mike Mullins, but you got to talk to Dave up in Monterey. I think he's faster than you, son. I'm telling you, in the 90, he's faster than you. I'm not kidding. Wait a minute. So I, I'm not kidding. I'm not hey, <laughs> the clouds pass you in free fall, son. Listen, when it's wheels up, you're like, listen, click. Click. When we get to the door, hold on, tighten this. Zip, zip. You're going to have your head back. Put your goggles on, son. The door's about to open right now. You've jumped Mullen's plane, correct? I've jumped it enough. I've jumped it, and Mullen's plane, dude, you take your seatbelt off, and you just go ahead and start your gear check and start getting ready for a skydive. Right. Straight, legit, Mullen's is fast as fuck. So what I'm saying is the Nardi's plane, when it's wheels up, you start strapping on and explaining how to get out the fucking door. Because if you don't, the door's going to open and your helmet's not on. It's that fast. Dave is a monster. The airplane is fast. Is he flying a King Air? A King Air 90, just like, just like Mike's. Exactly the same plane, souped up as much as they can get. Man, like, there's, a, there's a little, I think that's an old school competition between the Mullins and the Nardis on the fastest planes, right? Because the Nardis own uh, a space land or something in Florida. Space Center. Space Center. Yeah, Sky Space Center in Titusville. Okay, there it is. And they go to 18 both places. You know what an eighteen thousand foot? Do you know what an eighteen thousand foot tandem or video Boring feels as like? Fuck, <laughs> dude. Three sixty left. Three sixty right. Hey, hey, hey. There's the ocean. Sixteen thousand. Good God. <laughs> Three sixty seven twenty. Spin hard. Spin hard. This is the craziest ride ever. Thirteen thousand. So listen. Put it in perspective. And then, then you start your regular routine right put there. It, Boom. Put, put it in perspective. Uh, regular drop zone. You get out. Thirteen five. If you're dumping at 5,000 feet, you get 8,000-something feet of free fall. Cool? When you're getting out of 18, you get the full 13,500 feet of free fall. You get the full thing. It's 
forever. And here's the deal. Tandem, you get to check your altimeter. Cameraman doesn't. Cameraman freaks the fuck out. <laughs> you can learn to check the, it. Uh, well, I never did. I just be like, God damn it, pool man, please tell me that we're okay. You're up there for so long. Your mental clocks are ringing and screaming. Even after a hundred skydives, it's still off-putting how long you're in the sky for. So how 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 much videographer experience do you have? Uh, a few years before I had my ratings. That's what I did. I, I, I want to hear your opinion on what a good tandem instructor looks like. Like you're you're right. like a good person to work with. What do they do? Um. Very okay. Fuck, man, on a good team. Yeah, let's start. Good, start Cabot from, Estello. Uh, let's start from from gearing up the student. Man, Cabot Estello is that the fucking old group? Ooh, Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. That's who it is. It's a team. It's two guys that fucking love each other, right? It's not two strangers, man. Because I'm such a small DZ man. You, your cameraman, your dude, right? And like, hey, they're fucking with them. We're fucking around. And we're doing safety, and they know your spill, and you know your spill. And they're on the video. They're like, hey, it's your first guy here. Boom, you're there for the high five. You're there. You know, it's like it's a teamwork thing all the way up. This is your even on the uh, on plane interview. Hey, we're halfway up. You're behind them. Ah, everything's cute. It's a fucking show, right? It's a show. You, you know, you're gear checking, a good cameraman's looking at the instructor, a good tandem instructor, to me, would set the precedence, what Jack Reeves taught us, is fucking stable and does his goddamn handle checks, right? He does his job. These guys that get out, you see my videos, they throw the drogue and start partying, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You know what I mean? It's just a simple step, boom, 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 go through your flow. That's a good tandem instructor. Touch a little ball on the vectors if you remember the vectors. Mm, crystal Ooh, balls. Make sure that motherfucker's okay, son. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good TI. A good TI is engaged. A good TI knows why he's there. And, uh, uh, man, it sucks to be a starving TI. I understand. But you got to get a side job, man. You got to understand what you're doing. You got to understand what you're giving up. Uh, so a good TI is a guy who understands why he's there and how blessed he is for that moment. And, like, you that you are giving the gift that people will never forget. I don't know. Man, I love what you say right now because I hear, and we all hear, instructors get into the sport for all the same reason. And every single one of romance, us... Romance, son. Exactly. Got into the emotion of the sport, the romance, the giving back, the introducing new skydivers. And we all knew one thing when we cashed in. It's a shitty paycheck. There is no paycheck, son. So the thing you need that a line set. If you realize you lost your cameras. If you if you're if you're sitting there counting the money and you're counting the dollars, chances are you lost the love and you lost the passion for skydiving. And, and that's happened to me at some point. I think the passion is definitely it back. It does. You got to reinvent yourself. That's what I was told. Man, remember that passion. Remember what you man. What you just talked about is what it's about. Man, giving back to the sport and inventing people how many people's lives have we got to change Man. and we've seen it you know for me marion sparks is a name i've talked about shout out to powerful marion sparks jump for the rose yeah you know there's there's um i will take just a side break a side moment i i, I don't normally check my messages during the show but i had to send justin a note and i noticed somebody sent me a message amazon smile.amazon.com if you log into your Amazon account through smile.amazon.com, you can pick a charity. And one of the charities available is Jump for the Rose. Nice, people. We've presented this on the show on multiple occasions. And we can see this year uh, Jump for the Rose has received 230 some odd dollars from people using smile.amazon.com and picking Jump for the Rose as a charity of choice. They give 0.5% back of every purchase you make to your charity of choice. It costs you nothing. Um, you can compare the prices to Amazon, and they're exactly the same. 
I bring this up and I've brought it up before in the show, but this. So check it out. Let's let's clarify that they're not asking for a donation. They're saying if you log in through there, a portion of everything you spend will be given to that donate to that. Exactly. You're so you're not you're not having to give up five dollars or anything. You just buy whatever you're going to buy, and the money's transferred automatically. That's Amazon's beautiful. giving the money up, not us. What WazzyCircus.com. How do we get WazzyCircus.com? So one point five percent this month, <laughs> just just for one second. Point five percent is what Amazon normally gives. Uh-huh. This month they're giving back one point five percent to uh, their charities. So if you're looking to buy something on Amazon anytime soon. Check out before the end of the month. We only have a day or two left. Smile.amazon.com. Uh, uh, check out with Jump for the Rose. Uh, Jump for the Rose, dude, they're about to auction off a fucking car. Did you hear about this? Who is Jump for the Rose? Jump DJ for the Mario. Rose is Marion Sparks. And Marion Sparks is our friend. She's been on the show. Uh, Justin will share the episode number with us here in a second. But uh, Cancer she, survivor. Cancer survivor, breast cancer. A, a cause called The Rose is about breast cancer cures. Um, the cause, uh, Susan G. Komen cause for a cure is about research and research is super, super important, but curing the people who are currently sick is more important to me. And our dear friend Marion was cured of cancer by the rose and, and to give back, she's in, <coughs> she's come up with jump for the rose. And to date, jump for the rose has given about $150,000 to the rose, the rose.org, O-R-G, um, nice. and, and that's just such a fucking outstanding number. But our boy Clark Shores, and I'm going to have to look up the dealership because I really got to pay respect to this dealership. Uh, he convinced the dealership he works at to donate a Jeep Patriot nice. to jump for the roads. More Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Thank you. Thank you very much. I got the um, so more more. Hold on, I have it right here. More Chrysler, Plymouth, Plymouth Deech, uh, Dodge, Deech, Dooch, Ram. <laughs> uh, um, That's the one. Man, you got to give up that reading now, thing. Now spell I it. do, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I used reading glasses today as I read, so that made my life easier. Uh, he, he got that donated. So they're going to sell off, I forget, I think 100 raffle tickets. or I forget the number. It's going to be launched next month in April. But they're it's, uh, said and done. It's going to raise fifty thousand dollars. They're going to nice. raise a third of what they've already raised. Nice. Check out that raffle. Uh, a dude, a good dude named Kim Cray, actually donated his skydiving rig to Jump for the Rose. It's valued at about four thousand dollars. It's actually a fairly new, not a lot of jumps. Infinity um, <clears throat> for the main. I can't remember what's in it. I've donated a couple paintings to Jump for the Rose. Some of them are still hanging in Dallas. Uh, there's one with the cancer ribbon, and there's like a. 12-way ribbon jump painted on it. It's still there, I think. I'd have to look at it. It's pretty rad. I think one of my favorite paintings. Was that the wingsuit jump they did? They formed the ribbon? No, it, it wasn't was a wingsuit. It was, okay. it was all belly flyers. They're all black with white gloves on. I remember the painting. May I go back to Dallas at the end of April, man? I love that place. Out of Dallas. I love that place. It's a different place, man. I was it, thinking it about is. that. Um, there was a change right before Mighty Mighty Steve Boyd bought it. It was like... There was a different time. The Johnny era? Yeah. Kucha. Yeah. Shout out to the mighty, mighty Johnny. <laughs> so there's a new drinking game Kevin Craig invented. <laughs> oh my Every God. Every time is a shout out. Yes. You drink. <laughs> I love you, Johnny. Oh, Yo, Kuchai. Oh, fuck yeah, Johnny, man. You read, you read the greatest show on earth. Shout man. out to getting shit faced. Getting shit faced. <laughs> I first met the uh, manager before him, Joe. Okay, Joe was ran out by the time I got there. Yeah, and then uh, Johnny. I actually knew Laura well before I knew Johnny. I met shout Laura in 05. 
And Laura actually came up to me and said, do you know you have a twin brother? And if you can reflect back to the year of 05, 08 era, mm -hmm. a guy named, uh, you know his name, God damn it, uh, looked just like me. And that year we looked the same. We were mistaken for twins all the time. Uh, can you you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. He oh, was a chief fucking, instructor. Yeah, what um, what dude? You look yeah, you look just like. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you look just like Jeff, dog. Dude, so you look just. Hey, shout out to Jeff. <laughs> How Drink. you doing, little fucking ninja man? I love you, dude. I love them dude, guys. Jason. I fucking love Skydive. Is, Sky this, is this person also Asian? Yes, yes, he's part okay. Asian. Oh, dude, dude, look dude, at today him. we Jeff. don't. Today we don't <laughs> look Sub as Jeff? identical. AFF guy too. He ran the AFF fucking program. Jeff is cool as fuck. His wife was a doctor. Jay Stokes shit. and I did his AFF course. Dude, Jay Stokes got me my IED rating. I don't know if you heard me that. Jay Stokes is my fucking dude, man. He had me toss five, four students at one time. <laughs> Static line. Yeah. Like I'm assessing them one at a time, go around, right, dude. He was. I had them lined up no! on their knees, dude. Yeah! It, was, oh, it was army style. It was fucking nuts. Shout out to Mighty Mike. I did J. my IED and Static Line through Jay Stokes. I actually did my uh, AFF IED Static Line through Jay Stokes. He supervised the guy running my coach course and the guy running my tandem course. Did you know Young? He, Yes, Young Chisholm, the desert queen, the evil queen. Yes, the evil oh, queen. Fucking dude, young. don't get on Young's wrong side, dude. I did, and she fucking tried to hose me, but then she, they pulled some, dude, they pulled some... Um, did you go to Elsinore or San Diego? No, nah, I was in... Shout out to Skydive Greensburg in fucking Indiana. Dude, I used to work there. Are you out of your there? fucking mind? That place was dope. I worked there Have for four years. Have you ever been to a better drop zone? Set up. A better... I shit you not. I shit you not, gentlemen. I shit you not. Olympic-sized swimming pool with giant slides. Skate park. Skate park. Golf course. Golf course. Miniature golf course. Ice cream stand. The ice cream stand was the shit. Bowling alley or some bullshit, <laughs> yes. man. Yes. Yo, I got my radio. Shout out to the ice cream stand. And we shout, fucking shout camped out. out. Yo, my wife and kids yes. fucking partied all day long during my course. That's where I cut and my And we teeth. go get dinner and come back to Bob's place. I sit on the field with Bob, Bob Doherty for three is my, days, oh my baby. Shout out to the mighty God. motherfucking Bob Doherty. You stayed at Bob's house? Bob, Indiana. Uh, no, we stayed in the tent, baby. But we went over there party with the boys and his sons at the you pool know William, and shit and the Billy dogs. Bob? Yeah, no Billy Bob. Shout out, man, to my peeps, oh, baby. Shout God. out to the dogs. <laughs> Shout out to the dogs in the pool. That was fun You're as fuck. You're just trying to get everyone drunk. That was fun <laughs> as fuck. Oh, my God. I'm trying to God. get them to catch up, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What year did you do your course in Greensburg? I know, man. I had to be two oh, years in 07. 07? I left Oh, uh, Dildo. Fildo was there. Fildo Schmidt. Fildo was there. Dude, I'm old school, baby. God damn, dude. You know where Phil is today? Feet. Uh, he was in Temple for a while. No. Then he left overseas somewhere, right? No, he's retired in a fucking town of like 3,000 people in Alaska because he hates people. I heard he went to Alaska. Yeah, dude. Um, Tandems did it to him. That's what's going to happen to teller structures. Teller structures are all going to You know where he worked before, like, the fucking... before skydiving? No. A prison. Really? It wasn't skydiving. It was his life, dude. He was wow. a prison guard. That's why he was all hardcore. He's like a Johnny yeah. Utah kind of Dude, I love Fildo. Um, if you Fildo's actually, the shit. I love him to death. If you look above you, those two pictures right there, the top left picture is Phil on the top, me on the bottom. Uh, 96 chaos, 96 oh velocity. Fucking maniac. That's hey, a 90 you guys degree. You know they're on a two-stack crew with some cross-braced nonsense. That's a 90-degree turn on the final. We're halfway yeah, through the they're turn. They're on final, and they break about 20 <laughs> feet off the ground, and they're coming in swooping <laughs> side by side, son. I will never do that. We landed about five or six two stacks. For my three thousandth jump, I'm we landed our first cross brace two stack. I'm not touching. And, shit, and uh, that was uh, our sixth attempt, I think. And he did not. We, we dirt dove and planned everything super tight. 
And my heart's beating fast right now. He did not tell me we were going to land the two stack and a 90 on this one. I figured it out in the pattern going, this pattern's not right. He's going to fucking turn. <laughs> Negative He's goes right into the pattern is full. <laughs> and I'm the bottom guy. I have no control. I can't break away. I can't do shit. This dude's hooking It's like it. that movie. And I'm on a flew, ride. Flew in his fucking flew into the power lines. What was that? What's the oh, nice? dude, drop zone. Drop zone. Jeez, oh, like, yeah. Dude, that dude. Oh, my God. That movie. What happened to DJ? He lost control. <laughs> He lost the edge. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't believe you spent time. And so scattered Dallas, scattered Dallas, scattered Dallas. Fucking, ah, fucking, but still, <laughs> boom. Oh, it was it was enough. Okay, for y'all don't know, man, it was a drop zone that was fueled by this doctor who didn't need the drop zone. He owned the planes. The gear was paid for. It was a self-running entity. It was no stress. It was a beautiful opportunity to be there, man. And uh, there was one deck. And all the trailers were around it. The I nice trailers were on the side of the deck. That's like Brandon Chenard shit and a couple other like doctors and shit. And then across the parking lot where the, the instructor trailers were all shitty and shit. Jim Pope, J- Mighty Jim Pope, a PD, I think he's at or somewhere like that. Aerodyne. 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 All right, Mighty Jim Pope. Um, stayed in his trailer, man. We, we were soaking wet, eating ramen, giggling, playing fucking zombies. Oh, Many a winner, man. I love you, Jim Pope. Miss you much. You a gamer? Uh, I'm a gamer. Fortnite. We'll talk later. Fortnite, no. bitch. What, Fortnite, what console? son, you don't want to see me on Fortnite, what baby. PS4. We'll talk later. I'll make Nick mad otherwise. All your friends crack. are dead. Don't fuck with me, son. <laughs> <laughs> I will smoke you. I'm just kidding. Oh, I suck. Shit. I got like zero wins. Shit just wins. got real. <laughs> I got zero wins. You I have not fucking. played much Fortnite. I Wazzy like Circus, it. though, on PS4. Holla your boy. It's fun. It's the greatest game. Shout out to Wazzy Circus. Shout out to Wazzy Circus. Good drink. Hey, uh, so, uh, so, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Trailer Park. It was the instructor trailers. It was the, it was the ballers trailers, right? The doctors and shit. The lawyers and Shenard, who's an architect or something. Badass architect. Shout out to Shenard. Shout out to Team Vibe. Free Fly Team. First Free Fly Team I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, so, but here's the deal. After sunset load, the entire DZ would congregate on the deck because it was in the center of the universe. It's called Appleton's deck. Oh, oh, right on. Right on. Appleton's so, what? But what it bred? But what it bred? <laughs> hey, was it? It was. So, okay. so John Appleton and his son had the two RVs surrounding the deck okay. for many years. Mm-hmm. His uh, John Appleton passed away, and I believe, if I remember the year right, 04 or 05, and his trailer got pulled out in 05. I actually was... The asshole who pulled it out with my buddy. So okay. I didn't know Dallas crew, but imagine pulling out an icon. An icon so that you didn't start off right, because this was back in the heyday of Dallas that it, you're doing this. Everybody was very respectful to us, but but their homie just died, died and we're the asshole a, taking their home. You're removing a tooth, son. You're removing a, you're removing a tooth, wisdom tooth. Everybody was super respectful, but it was awkward. So it was, it was always named Appleton's trailer because John Appleton and his family built it between their trailers to host these parties. So what these bred were the instructors sitting around one campfire drinking beer, right? In the future, they built the trailer park, which created, it it kaleidoscoped the drop zone. The closing loop. The closing loop created 20 campfires, which ruined it to me because we were all in one spot and we're like, hey, Mm -hmm. when that fucking lady did that today, what did you do? What should I have done? What would you have done? Hey, when you're doing that, how are you hooking them? Why do you do that? Why, how do I do this? What's the best way to... The packing floor, right? Um, this is what's missing from a lot of drop zones is that campfire. I learned so much sitting around talking about sky. Not as, dude, jumping, you don't learn a fucking thing, man. It's hanging out afterwards. It's camaraderie afterwards. That's what builds the sport. There's n- 
getting out of the plane and going home, dude, you fucking YouTube skydiver, man. You're fucking drop zone form, dude. Like, dude, we had an event last weekend. We were hanging out in the back porch, you know, hanging out with George Neeson. Georgie, shout out to the mighty motherfucking Georgie. <laughs> this is an old man on a VK, bitches. Fuck yeah. Get your shit straight. And just the stories we I'm were hearing, around, talking about old school and all the shit he's been through and yeah. everything in the sport. Like, I fucking live for that. And same thing with Pecker, man. That that dude, I, I love listening to all this guy's stories. And that is, dude, that is jewels. Fucking that, that is gold. experience that you'll never fucking get, dude. That is fucking jewels. And to dig it out of these guys... I like what Rabbit said. He's talking about how you used to buy beer because you're going to listen to your fucking bullshit story all day. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth, man. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. That's, how it, that's what the drop zone is. It's the grill and the beer. It's not the skydiving. Skydiving is just like a shot of joy. It's like the, it's the, for me, man, but it's changed. I'm at iFly now. Who the fuck am I to say anything? I think you're yeah. right, though, man. One thing, I, I love Spaceland as far as the availability to jump, the equality of jump. Everything is phenomenal. The thing that's missing to a point is that after our jump scene, I, Greensburg, Indiana, dude, you fucking, you learn so much at the campfire, including shit not to do in the campfire, blowing up, Every, you know, oh, fix dude, a flat Bob. tire cans. Love you, Bob. <laughs> you know. Hey, so back real quick, Young and her assistant pulled some greens up off the runway and made us a salad one night. It was like something that was growing natural. She's like, oh, yeah, that's something, something, boom. That was really rad. And when we ate that. Then she was nice to me the next day, and she didn't really fucking hold me so bad. Dude, Young can hold a fucking grudge, man. I'm, I've am i never crossed her path as far as the bad side. We've young. always Shout been homi- homies. We've always been friends. Um, but I've been there when she's mad at our other friends. I've been there when she's mad at Jay, and God damn, don't make an Asian lady mad. My yeah. mom's Asian, and I'll tell you right now. She's a walking storm, son. Don't piss off an Asian woman, hey, dude. Hey, imagine gear checking a pissed off Asian lady. Dude, she is called the Evil Queen for a reason. It's Desert Queen is her email address, but Evil Queen is what she's known by in our little community. But she's the sweetest thing. You know you are young. Dude, she's wonderful. Um... You know the fire pit at Greensburg? Did you hang out at that yeah. thing? I built yeah, that dude. thing, man. No you, you brought memories back for me, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that a, was a skate good park at the DZ. Listen up, people. <laughs> Municipal. Roger Nelson. Shout out to Roger Nelson, the Nelson family. He had that shit built. Municipal, you municipal. <laughs> get that shit done. Get the city to help, son. Get the city. So I want to go back. We've kind of we keep running around and dancing the circle. I just love you guys. We need another one of these. Man. Oh, dude, you're coming <laughs> back right? straight up, man. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd love I would love it. Dude, are you kidding me? I was so excited, dude. Um, Wazi Circus, people, uh, you, your current photos are fucking amazing. Your current artwork is really amazing. Thank you, sir. And, and I love what you're doing. WaziCircus.com, W-A-Z-Z-Y.com. You no, WaziCircus.com. Check out the comments. It's on the comments. No, say it out loud, though, because most people don't do this through Facebook. Most do it through the, the podcast. W-A-Z-Z-Y-C-I-R-C-U-S. Okay, I, thought, com. I thought I said that, but I, I didn't. Yeah. I don't spell well on the podcast, dude. <laughs> At least you didn't say it backwards. Scotch uh, and podcasting oh, do not do scotch. good for spelling for and me. That black label is... Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Nice. Dude, Matthew so, Peterson had an open bar, and black label is what kept me alive that night. That is the most I've drank in forever. Thank you, Matthew and Chelsea Peterson. That was a good night, Nick. That was a beautiful wedding. That, that was great. Dude. Oh, you guys look Deba fucking man. You oh, can you. fucking <laughs> dance, you little skinny white boy. I like, I like to dance, man. A, I do. Oh, my God. A little bit. I was listening to country on the way here. I'm gonna start taking my wife two stepping. Dude, I couldn't believe there were a number of songs that were like there were dances to go with these songs, like line dances. I didn't know any of them, mm-hmm. 
but it wasn't super complicated. He but I was, pretty quick. I was surprised yes, he did. at the large group of people that knew every step of these dances. Like, what the fuck do you guys do with your day? This is what you do? You sit around and learn this shit? You learned it quick, though, dude. I watched you. Like, dude, I enjoyed no, watching Brian you Menard learn. is my guy. I know that chef. when that shit goes down, I'm going to look at him. I'm going to do what he does. I'm going to be right there. Brian put some stink on it, too, man. Did you watch his face when he danced? Did you watch his hips? Dude, Brian. You know, <laughs> do you know Brian Menard? Go down. I probably, man. Brian Menard is, is a wonderful, wonderful human being. But my boy, can, dude, he, throw down. he is a little skinny white boy. White boy is Kim be. That don't matter nothing. And, dude, he just, when he dances, he gets at it, man. I, dude, I, uh, I love I'm Brian Menard. I'm his doppelganger with that. I'm the opposite of Do- Brian You're white? Uh, I two left foot. <laughs> Oreo cookie. Oreo. That was my nickname growing up. Oreo for a while. That's I why thought I it was cool, but then I realized they're just calling me Mix. I was like, that's fucked up. What's up, Carlton? <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. I thought it was like Oreo was like gang. I was like, no, that's bullshit. Dude, dude so wait a minute. Are you are you mixed? I'm very mixed. So I got to ask We're a question mixed, because I, I recently learned I think I fucked up. And I'm probably going to say a bad word on the show. <laughs> this is going to get super inappropriate. I probably <laughs> fucked up. I might say a bad word. It's about time. <laughs> so I grew up knowing a word that was just a word to me. What is it? And I didn't realize this word might be racist, but a half black, half white kid is a mulatto. Mulatto, yeah. Isn't that crazy? But I'm not half black, half white. But is that a bad word? I think so. It is now. Like, I that. think so. It's, it's, it's rude. <laughs> All that shit's okay. rude, man. Why can't you just be a dude? I just thought it was a way for, I just thought it was a you way know? to describe people like Asian American, Japanese American. I didn't realize. And uh, I told a homie that he, he had a black, he's married to a white girl. Is it, hey, but, um, man, I was thinking about this earlier. It's all in culture, man. I don't think there's yeah. a, a, in in the everyday use. People aren't being malicious with it. It's just a category. It's easy to say mulatto or mixed or something. Maybe it was just a precursor yeah, yeah. to mixed, you know. But then it became, uh, you know, they're they're, they're tainted with black kind of thing. Yeah. God bless my friend, man. His name is Jeremy, and, and I, I bless him because he received my intent and realized that I have no problem right, or issue. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, you know, just you might that might be derogatory. Well any label and kinda left me right there. So now I realize it's just racist. Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> fucked up. I feel, I feel I feel a little bad because yeah. I grew up an Asian kid. Now you you Nick, you've seen my pictures of me as a kid. I look straight up like a little Jap bastard. Okay. And I started in Virginia, Tennessee and Alabama till fourth grade. And racism was heavy, <laughs> heavy in the seventies in the South, including against Asians. They were still they still weren't happy about World War II. I'm half black, half Pakistani. You're fucked. You talk about racism, <laughs> dude. Dude, fuck. If I if I gave a fuck about that, I would never come out of the house. Where'd you grow up? Uh, born in, outside of Chicago. Um, asthma was real bad. My mom moved me to Phoenix, outside of Phoenix, Mesa, Arizona. That's where I kind of grew up. Uh, high school and everything got in a lot of trouble in the nineties. It was really bad. Um, got the fuck out of there to go to college. Went to college in Oklahoma. Met my wife. Was out there for a decade. Started skydiving. Fell in love. And then uh, got a job at Skydive Dallas in that time. And then I met Aaron Necessary, and he got me a job at iFly Austin. They moved to Austin five and a half years ago, six years ago. So that's the story. Man. I still can't get Jeff's name out of my head. I'm trying to remember what it was. Which one? Jeff, chief instructor once upon a time in Dallas. Jeff, my Jeff, twin brother. fucking Jeff, man with the fucking gray streak. Jeff, I love you, man. I'm going to get rude and get on my right phone now. for one second. Hey, he's one of the dudes, man. We'd, we'd sit on the packing floor and like discuss the best way to close this shit. Do it again. It was not even a big deal. Well, how was, you know, it wasn't an ego thing. Well, I do this. Well, why do you do that? Well, I take the rubber band and twist it this way. Well, why do you do that? You know, we did that. I do my exits like this. I take a delay like this. I reach like this. 
It was it was a heyday, man. It was really well, good. Well, he's looking that up. We have a lot of Jeff new Heineman. Work. Jeff Heineman. Heineman. Oh my God, I'm satisfied. Shout out to Jeff Heineman, motherfucker. Jeff is the shit, man. Jeff. He took care of me. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he did. Jeff took care of everybody. <laughs> Jeff took care of every student on that floor, man. No. You know, and he would take himself out of rotation because I guess he didn't need the cash. Everybody needs money, but he would just he would gear people up and debrief so the instructors can make money when shit was getting short. He like, gave a fuck. 100% he cared that so did Ernie. Ernie made everybody care. Right? So you cared that a guy spent his last dollar to get there. It was a different thing, man. Casey Anderson, Eugene Edwards, my fucking dogs, my mentors, fetus. Dude, you guys without them, man, I I don't know. I wouldn't be who I am today. I would not have pushed my free flying. I would not have pushed my flying to this level if it wasn't for Casey and Fetus. No shit. Do you know the story? I think I told the story of Fetus on this show. I've certainly heard a man referred to as Fetus before. But Eugene I don't, I don't Edwards. Know. I met him as Fetus. And but it's not fetus. Oh, feed us. It's yes, now I remember. So I just thought a fucking dead baby, baby every time I talk to him. Everybody does, and he thinks it's hilarious. And I love that he thinks that's hilarious. And then a week into knowing him, I found out, because at this point, him, Jeff Hyman, and myself were hanging out behind his trailer in the closing loop, just chilling, just quiet time. Mm-hmm. You know, he at this point, he's running the loft, and, and at the loft, he he's talking about, man, I'm just happy I can get an employee to show up with the same, with like, Two with a left and a right shoe on, like you know. Right, yeah. So we're reflecting white, right, Texas. Yeah, we're reflecting on growing up a little bit, uh-huh. and, and super good guy. And that's when I found out. Feed us uh. is a dude's real name, man. Yeah. Nick, you were about to ask a question about. Oh, uh, yeah. Just since we have, a, sorry, I've been eating this whole fucking bomb, guys. Um, a lot of new jumpers listen to the show, okay. and you've been pretty uh, deeply immersed in skydiving, and now equally. Deeply immersed in tunnel flying, so let's just say that I'm a new skydiver. I've got you know, got that A license. I want to be a badass flyer. What uh, what does a good healthy progression look like to you? What's what, what's someone going to spend their money on first? So I'm a ghetto bird. I had zero money to skydive. No shit. Like so, uh, I've got 13, 14, 15 cutaways, right? And three or four. I mean, there's mostly tandem. Twelve, thirteen cutaways, tandem, but. The reason I have a lot of cutaways is because I jumped $200 parachutes when I started. I had zero money, right? Um, so my answer is this, skydive. If money's an issue, I've never really been in the other shoes. My students now that I'm jumping with have the money to do tunnel and skydiving, and that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I have a really cool progression I'd like to um, debate Down with you. Down with Nick. If we had a chance, DJ. Go like for the it. Way, well, not on the show, probably. Okay, Maybe sure, sure, sure. Because it's a full conversation. Um, but um, I've developed this really cool program. Um, I'd say just jump, man. Jump. Belly fly. Belly fly for fuck until you're on a four-way squad. Not team. Don't compete. You don't have to compete. Do you feel competition kills? I don't feel it. Motivation. I don't feel it does. I feel to each their own. Some people's competition is the motivation. For somebody like me, yeah, but me, if they're not competing, do they still skydive? What do you have you seen that? If they're I not mean, competing, for, for they me, don't fucking jump. I, so that's I don't their like what, but that's I do. I still jump. Okay, yeah. well, some people. I think it's it, very different based on personality. I, I I enjoy competition when I'm winning. Obviously, right, it feels right, right. good. But uh, like the the 
the drive to improve doesn't come from a will to compete. But right. you take someone like Tex is the exact opposite. Tex wants to compete oh, in yeah, fucking everything. Okay, so you, you can't got, go to okay, Waffle House with go. Tex without being in an eating competition. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way that he is. Shout out to yes. Jesse Leo. And uh, dude, he's hey, a phenomenal. Hey, this is his hundred skydive. That's what this painting is. Is that true? Yeah, this is this is it. This is uh, Daniel Lovett, Jesse Tex. That's me. That's Ivan Cassion. Man, I like all those people. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my paintings are a capture of time of your friends. And um, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna paint for you, you're gonna give me a photo of the people you love. And that's who I'm going to paint because that's what I want you to look at. And I want you to see that time. So anyway, shout out to Jesse Leos. And he's a, he's a fucking rugby playing competitive right, motherfucker. Super competitive and but super what, what driven seen, and uh, lots of improvement. What I've seen is nationals, nationals kill skydivers. They don't come back. It might, they might do it once or twice. And if they're not going to nationals, they don't see a reason to even pack the parachute. I like, okay. The joy is gone. You've, you've killed it. I don't know. I'm on a rant, man. I've been drinking. No, this no. Black I'll take lady. that rant because right now you kind of changed my perspective a little bit. Because as we started the conversation, competition is the motivation. But the thing that you say I see is a truth. And I didn't really look this deep. Most people who are motivated by competition, when competition is over, don't skydive anymore. What's the point? The passion should be the motivation. The passion is that cloud right there. And the way the sun's hit. For me, the way the sun. Dude, like uh, I became aware in free fall for the last few thousand jumps. And I mean, like I get out, everything's going on. I know where everybody's at. I'm comfortable enough. I'm in my zone and I can see other things now. I can see I can see the way it looks like water. Man, oh, God, I love this shit. You have no idea. I can see like, I don't know. For me, it's sky. I was recently asked, what's my favorite discipline of skydiving? What's my discipline of choice? Skydiving. And for many years, I have had this answer, but I've never been able to really put it to words, and, and I, I was asked to put it to words. And my favorite discipline of choice is skydiving with my friends. Oh, bless the world. It, I, I could go on a fucking shredding four-way, and let's pretend that, that you two guys aren't my friends. Take take the two of you and, and another really badass fire, Aaron Necessary, and you guys can make me look good at VFS four-way because you guys can fly points around Shut me necessary. like dodging around the sky. Right. That would be super dope. Or I could go out on a skydive with a homie who has 50 jumps, who's my homie. And the skydive is going to Light bulbs, light bulbs. Are you fucking kidding me? As far as the quality no, of No, 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 it's not, though. It's not, though, because what does he say? What does he say when he lands? You've had to get this lesson. I had to get this lesson. I blend and be like, fuck, that didn't work. And they are like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's it. Oh, my God. That was the... I was like... Yeah. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, Waz. Shut up, shut up. Yeah, man, high five. Pow, that was the greatest skydive ever. Dude! <laughs> Dude! I was like, man, we... Uh, all right, cool. You know, but yes, because for them, there was never a greater thing that's ever happened on Earth, and if you take away from that, you're a fucking demon on earth you're I feel evil. like that, that's a lot with you're a, not allowed AFF to, instructors mm, I fuck mean you, dude. you see people's first experiences ever doing things amazing if you're negative to these people for any reason you're an asshole it's, they paid you for this shit man it's what made Nawaz was though it's what brought you back to you and that's that happiness the thing that I enjoy most about skydiving is is a lot of people will perceive and I've talked about this before it is my desire to give back to the sport is to grow the sport, and it's not really the truth of it. My desire to give back to the sport is to give people the opportunity to see this life experience that you're sharing. Mm. 
And I think that's what somebody like I've learned to do. And Nick, when we first met, I, I don't think I did a great job of sharing my experience because like you said, it was a negative result. It wasn't the best impact. Fortunately, when I, uh, 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 interacted with you, it was a little bit better. And I'd like to think today each jumper gets a better interaction because I've learned to give back and enjoy what my passion is. All right, let me put note this. Go for it. You <laughs> showed me and my buddy David the fucking bunk trailer piece of shit thing you guys are talking about in the podcast. No light, couple bunks, and an air conditioning unit. And I don't think it was air conditioning. I think it was a fan in the back of the thing. Was it, it a shed? Or yeah, was it, it, was a a sh- it was a shed with some beds in it, dog. And you're like, this is the bunk room. We're like, you got these fucking otters and king airs. <laughs> And this is the motherfucking <laughs> bunk room. We had just left Eloy. Still we the Holocaust Eloy, camp out there. Right? Yes. Eloy, you get a little curtain on your bunk and shit. And you get the plugs and shit. We were like, this Do you is know what that bunk room came from? Hey, I don't give a fuck. We left and we got a hotel room. <laughs> it was we the shed. Off. It was the maintenance <laughs> shed of the DZ. I heard you talk about that on the yeah. podcast. I mean, you were talking about, like, yeah, I tried to sleep in that bitch. And I think the last thing you said was, Watch out for scorpions. <laughs> and we walked off. And we were like, Psst. David was like, no. <laughs> Shout out to David Dumas, sip like clothing. Oh my God. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's like, man. good luck, motherfucker. Uh, no. Nope. He David was like, hey, David's a guy that uh, you go climb a tower with, base jumping. Every hundred feet, he stops and smokes a cigarette. So like, fuck it out. So he gets to 450 feet, dude. He's like, hold on, ghetto. Hold on, ghetto. I just gotta. I just gotta. <laughs> I love you guys, man. I miss you guys. I've been out of Oklahoma for a long time. So for skydivers, man, new skydivers, go skydive. Go listen to these old guys, man. Bike coaching is so expensive. Tunnel time is so vitally important. It's so fucking expensive. So I would say take advantage, advantage of any coaching specials you see online that's come up. Some new, some new instructor that's trying to create a program and he has like $12 minutes and he's giving you free coaching or... I don't know any any uh, uh, Austin. I fly Austin. Uh, shout out to Tanya Soto, GM. Uh, she supports us a lot on everything. Tanya is a real sweet lady. Tanya is the best, the best boss I've ever worked for, uh, hands down. Hundred um, percent got my back, no question. I used to have to like almost cower to ask questions, and now it's like she wants the ideas. It's really rad. Um, we have specials. We have ten dollar Tuesdays. It's worth the drive, son. You, you know, hundred bucks for for ten minutes with good coaching is worth twenty skydives. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Ten dollar Tuesdays. Ten dollar a minute. Ten dollar minutes, which is which is six six hundred dollars an hour, uh, which is fucking dirt cheap. But sixty uh, percent or more off yeah, the retail value. dollars for the coach. What's thirteen dollars an hour? If you're gonna make, or you want me okay. to show up? I it's I I get two hundred dollars an hour. Um, and that's just because you're going to kick me in my nuts, man. Are you going to punch me in the face? <laughs> right? Are you gonna, you're not going to listen to me, and, and I'm still going to care about you, and I'm still going to... I'm going to chop you in the a armpit. thousand percent, even though you've just knocked the wind out of me. I will still be there for you, and I'll keep you off the glass. But that's why I get paid for coaching. Right? But $10 Tuesdays, you can't beat it. Flight nights, man. It's 50 bucks. You can't beat it. It's four-way experience. I've got world-class, world-record-holding motherfuckers walking around telling you to straighten your legs and keep eye contact. That's all it is. Hey, new <laughs> jumpers, you want to be a better skydiver? Straighten your motherfucking legs and keep eye contact. You'll rule the world. You'll be better than everybody else you know. And learn how to side-slide, right? Because if you've got to turn, track that way, and turn back to engage, you just missed out on fucking 10 seconds of the skydive. Side-slide into position, baby. AFFIs, new instructors, side slides, powerful up and down. Powerful. 
I want to promote you for one second by my first true real life introduction to you. The first time you and I truly met in person, because we'd heard each of each other at times, was yeah, actually the the uh, last shiner, my friend. Scott Ive Spaceland, Scott Ive Spaceland, uh, Houston had taken all their instructors in an otter to uh, Austin and did tunnel time, and you were one of the guys who was rolling over in the tunnel and acting like an asshole, being the student. Yeah, it's my FFI program. Yeah, and uh, at that point, I had not been uh, finding the tunnel. I remember this, you guys. I remember you came. That was a big deal. That was cool. Yeah, I I had, had, at this point now, I offer FFI training in the tunnel. I've I've developed a program a little bit further, I think, between my examiner world and tunnel understanding, and a couple of tunnel instructors helped me like, how can we further tune good, that? Good, we'll, good, good. We'll talk more at some point. We 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 threatened to talk about this, um, but uh, you you were coaching our AFF instructors there, mm-hmm. and realistically, it was all very experienced, very vetted AFF instructors. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there was a lot of rudimentary fundamental coaching. And to me, this is where coaching gets interesting. It was high level information. You were talking about fine tuning people. You Tighten were talking up, about so. fixing people. And that's when, for me, I see the true measure of a coach. Somebody who can really tune at that level. By the way, coaches, you should be tuning at the most fundamental levels first. The biggest mistake I see in coaching is people try to tune the advance before the fundamentals are there. Mm, Don't move on. Don't move forward. You can't. That doesn't make sense. I've watched you coach the fundamentals, but that day I watched you coach the advanced stuff. Mm -hmm. And, And... I stood to the side because at this point the staff was somebody I looked over and you actually said, hey, I want to train and talk about things with certain people. Uh, I got to stand next to you and and say, hey, man, watch what I'm teaching. Watch what I'm listening. And you immediately caught my attention as this dude knows what the fuck he's talking about. Thank you. I believe that. You're welcome, dude. And then I actually flew a couple rotations doing spin blocks. And in the first spin block I did with you, I used an appropriate block. I knew how fast you were spinning, so I blocked the appropriate amount. And you looked at me, and you wanted to push me, so you said block harder. I said, okay. Yeah. And I fucking threw one in your armpit. And, and uh, yeah. the look good. on your face, you were like, all right, he, he took the message. Yeah, good. good. But good. The, the push, way, push, push, push. The way you communicate in the tunnel, and I will encourage most instructors, don't use the appropriate block. It, it, I'm, I've done it a long time. I know what the appropriate block is. Block harder than the student is spinning. If Stop their momentum is them. greater than your momentum, you will lose, and you will not stop them. Is the right. word you use. And no, just because you stop the rotation doesn't mean they have changed their body position. You need to fucking regulate that shit, right? You need to hold them and get them to the point where they know you're not fucking around, and hopefully they'll stop. I don't know if they don't, then you you know that's so, tough, man. You something regroup. we stole from the tunnel world, and I don't think most examiners are still teaching this, but Shout more and more. Gant. Examiners are starting to teach this. Uh, in AFF courses, instructor courses, we actually do pitch control drills just like the tunnel. Good. You've got Good. a student in a side body. It's spinning. How do you change a pitch control, give yourself enough time to give a signal, and then reacquire the grip if the pitch control doesn't fix the situation? Flying with geeks. Dude, we uh, <laughs> between four-way and the tunnel, we have learned so much as, as, as AFF instructors. Geeks, so back to my point, your ability to communicate with me in the tunnel, to communicate with our instructors at Spaceland was, was exhibited at such a high level. So if you're in the Austin area and fuck that noise, make it to the Austin area. Come holla at me. And hook up with Waz, man. Uh, hashtag Flight Nights is not just a hashtag. The name of the group is Hashtag Flight Nights. Right. Look it up on Facebook. See what's going on. You guys regularly Raul have Valley Joe. Shout 
Shout out. You guys are crushing it, man. Wazzy Circus, W-A-Z-Z-Y Circus.com. Yes, sir. Um, you can find out more information about other services you offer as a coach. You don't just coach in the tunnel, but you coach in the sky as in well. In the sky. Skydiving. Skydiving is the base, man. I coach to teach you how to skydive. I'm not really interested in tunnel flying very much. It's just an ends to a means. It's into a means. It's a great tool. It's a wonderful place. I love it. It's changed my life. I love iFly to the soul of me. Um, I hope to be an old man at iFly in some sort of capacity, but they, Alan built it for the sky, man. He was trying to simulate the sky. Man, guys like Jesse or Tex and guys like you are, are very attractive to me as far as, hey, you're good-looking men. But be hey, your hey, skydivers who fly in the tunnel. And be careful when you're getting tunnel coaching. Any one of these really good tunnel coaches can teach you great information. But how it applies differently to the sky does make a little bit of a difference. And if you can have yeah. somebody like Jesse or somebody like Waz hook you up and get coaching with you. Mighty Mighty Garrett Bloodworth. Dude. Uh, Harold Kimball. Harold's great, man. Harold Kimball. Wonderful Nico guy. Gonzalez. Shout out Westchester, New York. Nico, I'm going to call you out on ostrichflight.com. Ostrich Flight go, is his son. podcast, and he uh, every now and then gets fired up and then lays back off. So, yep. Nico, I hope you're producing ostrichflight.com, man. I hope mighty, you're back mighty. at it, dude. He, he's a super cool dude. Um, great coaches. Great coaches in the world, man. These guys, the tunnel is revolutionizing this shit, man. It is, man. We, we need to close out here shortly. Before we close out too much, man, I'm going to need How long have we been on? We've been on for two hours. How long are they normally? Two hours. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and part of it is is Nick turns into a pumpkin at 9 o'clock. He turned That's into a pumpkin 30 minutes ago when he started eating. Yeah, yeah I started eating the moment I showed up, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, he this, eats this most is my of the routine. I he go hasn't to said a fucking dude, word since. No, this is, this, is my, this is my route. I go to Chipotle, I eat. I leave Chipotle, I go to Sprouts, I get snacks so I can eat while I'm here. Right on. It's straight up every time, dude. Can't he's eating it. a bag of cheese wheels or he's eating a one bar or three. <laughs> he's got a stevia, which I he still have to like be careful 20 of. 20 cheese wheels last week. Yeah. yeah. A whole <laughs> bag of them. Had a wonderful bowel movement. That, that was like, how was that? Hey. that was fine. Oh, yeah. It was probably amazing to clear that shit up. Man, we need to uh, do a party at some point. So something Gravity Lab Radio has done is we, we've done a film festival that's super phenomenal. Uh, here in the next two weeks, we'll set a date for the next film festival. I actually have some ideas of mine, Nick. I'll run them by you after the show. Um, the film festival has been awesome, but the film festival was ultimately an excuse for my friends to show off their badass skydiving videos, whether it's badass skydiving. What? Who fucking wouldn't? What or badass it? videos. <laughs> what was it? I didn't compete. Yeah. What and, was it? Okay. And the badass, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I'm and sorry. The badass, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you enter a video? The next thing we're doing is April 7th. We're having a little bit of a, 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 a karaoke party. Karaoke. I saw that. Yeah, karaoke, son. And the we're, And fight night. And we're mixing it into fight night, UFC 223. I'm a Huge Holy fight Holy shit. What are the, what's the girl? With dude, the Joanna and Jacek and Rose Namajunas? Dude. Oh, yeah, Rose my God. Beast, they had me fired up this morning, dog. I saw the trailer. I was like, holy dude, shit. This is gonna be a, I'm in love with Joanna, so I'm biased. Dude, like straight up, She's I physically want to have With the bald babies. head or the corner? No, Rose <laughs> is bald head. Okay, Rose. Yeah, yeah. Joanna's okay, a little bit taller. Dude, Joanna's oh. been the 115 champ forever. It's and, a passionate motherfucker. Right she's here. awesome, but she had changed her diet plan. She changed her, her cardio, not her cardio, but her, her lifestyle plan for that fight. And just the weight cut she claims... Uh, Makes her faster. Wreaked havoc, uh, havoc on her, and that's why she lost the fight. Uh -huh. And she's not known for making excuses outside of talking about reality and what she's fixing and adjusting. And she's back to a different regiment. She's been posting lately where she's at. She's looking tight. She's looking like she's going to cut weight to 115 super Sorry, easy. the ropes and the strings. like doing the Dude, uh, yeah, the battle ropes, man. Yoana looks fucking tight. Me. Could you imagine? 
do the main event, Nermi, Nermi Gamadoff, and uh, Tony Ferguson, Nick. This is... This is going to be a good fight. Do you know who April those guys 7th are? April 7th in Spaceland? Uh, you guys going to have it on like a projector dude, or something? 100-inch big screen. She get a projector. We got a projector, 100-inch uh, screen oh, with a projector. It's, 100, it's 122, isn't it? No, it's 100 even. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't have a bigger you have screen. It that close. Yeah, it's the screen size that's got you. Yeah. Because yeah, this, this this we're on a white wall, it gets to 122 with clarity. No, this picture will go, this, I think this is like a 600-inch uh, projector. I, I, I used to, when, before I had kids, my man cave had a projector. I had a woofer mounted in the roof above the room, and it was all for gaming. I had a 122-inch, and the whole house was shaking. Nice. On zombies, when you got the atomic bomb, why would I turn that shit down? I'll put an 84-inch screen in for this projector in the in the man cave in the front room. Fuck yeah! Um, so okay, we nice. we uh, the karaoke night is a party. Uh, a come out and sing, sing your ass off. If you can't sing, even better reason to come out and sing. And I hope you can make it out. But our real excuse is throw a party. And and, and recently, I I got re- re- uh, revealed to me that you also DJ. Nah, I don't DJ. I hire DJs and play with the shit. Why did I? S- okay, so that was not you DJing. No, I, I was at that moment. No, I was fucking around on it. So I took a picture, oh, man. I don't man. DJ. I just love <laughs> musicians. If you had a fucking fiddle, I'd be over there by you. Like this is dope. So. I was like, dude, we're gonna throw a Gravity Lab <laughs> yeah. radio party with yeah, fucking no, DJ I got DJs. Was. I can find DJs. It's not the same if it's you ain't the, the guy. No, that that was the attraction yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. I, that was um so um. Flight nights, they told me, make it happen. So I got catering. I had bands. I had DJs. It was a party. We had neon lights and shit. It was, it was, it was really cool. It just takes a lot to put on. I got a team of guys that really helps me out. But it's like, it's too much, man. I want to hang out with my kids. Shout out Jackson. Shout out Talis. Hey, before we get off, right, because I know us, I want to tell you the story of Talis. Bring it. Talis, Talis, my little one. Jackson, I love you too, man. Your story is just not as cool as this one. <laughs> um, little dude was being born. I had started base jumping. I went on a magical trip. If you guys are friends with me on Facebook, you can see the cliffs. It's the Saguaro Cliffs in uh, Mesa, Arizona, right outside of Mesa. Magical base trip, magical base trip. You need a fucking raft and a rope, okay? Because you got to paddle across a river. You tie the rope to a tree. Rope control, listen, future base jumpers. Rope control is huge when you're doing some shit like this because the rope gets knotted, you're not going to make it across the river, dog. You got to control the rope, right? Feed it out slowly, paddle across the river. Right to get to the fucking shore, you hike up, you jump, you fly across the river to land on the beach, and then you got to pull the boat back if you want to do it again. It's a fucking amazing trip. It's an amazing trip. So there's a the cliffs are like 700 feet, but the talus is like at 500 feet. So you got to get off and get open before you hit the talus. That stuck with me. And then I had an opportunity 30 days before little dude was born to jump off the hospital that he was born in. So me and the ghetto, the ghetto birds hooked it up for me because they knew we had chose a hospital. We had done the tour the week before, and Jackie was the and my buddy <laughs> Jacob Bailey, GB4, scouted it out. I think it was Jacob. It had to be Jacob. Dude, things under construction, man. We're calling up rebar and shit in the middle of the night, dog. Uh, all right, no, no shout out on this one. Uh, I have an officer that's a, a dear friend of mine that's our getaway driver amongst <laughs> this shit. <laughs> he's he's hardcore Asian style too. He's badass. So uh, he, he's the getaway driver. Uh, <laughs> sneak around the middle of the night, son. Crawled up on the hospital. I jumped the hospital. Two, oh, 180 feet. Oh, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. So there's rebar everywhere. So the ghetto birds convinced me to take off my pilot shoe because I don't want to get snagged or anything. And they're going to static land me with their hand. Jacob does it. Yeah, and I, I fell for it. <laughs> Direct canopy static line. Direct canopy, dude. So I'm standing on the edge of this shit yes. looking down. I can see the CDs on somebody's dashboard. I can read like Michael Bolton or some bullshit. <laughs> like I can see this shit from my exit point. 
I'm like, you got me ghetto, I got you ghetto. You know, they got the stuff. <laughs> got me ghetto, I got you. I'm going to pop them pins. But I taught these guys IED. They're all IED instructors. They're all AFFIs by this point. I've been with them five years. I've been with these guys for five fucking years. I've seen them pop many a student. Pop my pins, ghetto. I got you ghetto. I always go first on base jumps, too. Hey, when it's time to go, Jack told me, when it's time to go, you need to fucking go or you're not going to go. So I just, I'm like, yep, it's time. Everybody's like rolling up or something, you know, like, hey, busting out a beer. I'm out. I'll meet you on the ground, son. I got to go, right? So um, I jumped off that shit. And then I had to convince my wife to name him Talus after base. And she wasn't fucking having it. She wasn't having it. To three days after he was born, she wasn't fucking having it (laughs) at all. (laughs) And I finally, finally worked it in. Talus. Talis Chowdhury, my dude, the maniac, crazy tunnel flyer. He's five. Crazy tunnel flyer. Both my kids. My other kid's eight. My, my fucking Jackson can outface, head down car. He's been outface. It's the same thing. He's been doing the same thing for three years. He needs to learn new tricks. You know you need to learn new tricks. Yo, but he's like, dude, they're knee flying, sit flying, big ass flips, up to the veins, running on the walls. So my kids get to play tag in the tunnel, and they have for three years. That's what their favorite thing to do is. I put on 60%. I leave it on for 20 minutes, and they play tag. I, I, I've, Vertical tag. I've so looked forward to this day and age, and the day and age is the kids who grew up in the wind. Yeah. Because we've learned to fly legitimately, all of us to some level or some expertise of some type. Right. But kids who live in the wind is what your boys are doing. I cannot wait to see what they can do when they're 42 or 44 years old. When there are, man, you know what I mean? They're fucking 10. You're out of your damn mind these kids dude so with little kids there's no coaching a little kid okay you can explain all you want right all i got through to these kids were straighten your legs new jumpers straighten your legs eye contact yo <laughs> straighten your legs as soon as they straighten their legs they lift it off the net everything else so they have the walk so here's, here's the point on this and i just i know there's not gonna be a study on it and i wish i was more inclined to my master's studies and shit but <sighs> Flying without coaching, flying with no coaching, flying with no coaching, the organic body positions and the way they've done it, that they don't fly in an ordinary way at all because they've never had coaching. Nobody's told them how to fly. So they just get in there and whatever works, works. So they're, dude, they're so ridiculous. The instructors freak out. Now they're used to them, you know. Uh, It's so unorthodox. They're basically knee fly shred, man. It's not belly flying. Like they hate their bellies. Right? But they, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for this shit. We're at the very beginning. This is the Big Bang, dude. Alan Metney set off the Big Bang six years ago. It was happening before. It was brewing. Then, boom, these glass tunnels came out, and it's accessible to children. Right? High-level coaching is accessible to children. And all of our instructors get better. Everybody gets better. Every fucking month, guys are getting better. Everybody's getting better. The coaching's getting better. These kids are getting better. So the shit that took me a long time to learn... I figured out how I did it, and I gave it to the next guys, and it was shorter for them. And they took that experience, and they got better at it, and it was shorter for the guys they taught, right? So now motherfuckers are exponentially good. And just, I don't know where it's going, man. It's going to be crazy. Or it's, or it's going to plateau. What do you think, Nick? You ain't said shit in a long time. Shout out to the future. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Shout out to the future. Hey, the future Nick is like, shut the fuck up. I need to go hey, home. Future Nick's got a 5.30 a.m. alarm clock. So. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, I it's love you guys. Every hey, shout out to WazzyCircus.com. Shout out to the lab. Baby, thank you for the opportunity. Shout out to my family. Skydive, it's the best thing you can do. It's the greatest gift of God, man. I'm telling you. Changed my life. 
Anything else you want? Any other shout outs? Any other words you want to throw out to this world? Shout out Barack Obama, bitches. I don't know for what y'all got to say, son. So I'm going to ask a few other questions to these fellas, but can you cue up a song that was never released on your phone? Can we close out with that motherfucker? Uh, our boy Justin. Bass voice, does that have a uh, Does that have a, a microphone jack on it? So it, it doesn't yeah. have a microphone jack. No, it's got the, the auxiliary. Okay. Jack. Yeah. Sweet. Can we take the case off of that thing real quick? Hit pause. So Justin's going to cue this up here in a second, and we're going to close out with this. And feel free to rap them, sing released. along with it. Never release song. Uh, before we, we throw this out, before we play this, GB wants we have, uh, keep it in your hand for one second. Uh, GB3 on iTunes. Look for GB3. Parachute music. It's pa- Zach Mullins. It's Zach Mullins when he was... 15 years old, he had 2,500 motherfucking skydives. He's blind man in the chaos. That's ridiculous. And down, wait, no, he's blind man in the chaos, downwind, 30 mile an hour winds on a boogie hold. Him and his brother. His brother's a fucking like F-16 pilot or some shit. These boys, these boys had thousands of skydives when they were 12. Zach Mullins is a beast. Shout out to the Mullins family. Shout out to all the families in skydiving. Shout out to the Nelsons. Shout out to the Hills. Right? Shout out to the Nardies. The Ferret Man, come on, Jones. man. Without you guys, come on. We love you guys, man. Shout out to the Reeves family. God damn it. Y'all know the deal. Yo, all of you fucking jumpers, man. Pete, you're standing on the shoulders of fucking maniacs. Can you imagine? They didn't have riser covers. Can you imagine? I used to put students out with FXCs. You know what the uh, yes. fuck that is? Yes, I used to do the same thing. You know thing. what FXC is, Jay Money? I'm telling you, son. We're standing <laughs> on the shoulders of some military motherfuckers that got out of airplanes Pennies and said, for gear checks. fuck it. They said, I'm going to try this shit. And we're been, dude, we got skyhooks and shit. What the fuck? You used to have to punch your shit, unscrew a bolt, take out an Allen wrench, and unscrew this side. <laughs> uh, if you had a malfunction, dog, it was crazy. All right. I'll stop. No, man. No, no. I just love this shit, man. Shout out to UPT. Right? Shout out to Javelin. Shout out to PD. PD. Listen, PD is emblazoned on my brain. Some of the first base jump experiences I've got these videos. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Was it Jester? I don't know, Jack. I'm sorry for fucking this up. Every time he left, he's like, let's go PD. Let's go PD. And he'd jump off the bridge and throw some old reserve. Not even a base jump academy. Off the Bigsby Bridge and fucking Cal. <laughs> right? Come on, PD. He put his life in it. And that kind of... Dude, I had like 30 jumps when I saw that shit. I'm PD for life, son. Performance Designs. Sponsor me, son. I'm not as fast as Kurt, but I know <laughs> They're the only manufacturer that I know of that tests their main parachutes. At the same standard, reserve parachutes must be tested. Reserve parachutes are, are governed. Main parachutes, Let's you can sew PD. together Let's fucking bed sheets and, and thread. Mm-hmm. Call them main parachute. There's no standard. No standard. And that I know of, and the things might have changed recently, but uh, they're the only manufacturer. So, Nick, you got anything else you want to close out with? Shout out to bedtime. What's up? Right on, man. <laughs> Get that queued up. Get that ready. Justin, you know where to plug this in and, and how to hit play. Um, guys and gals, Justin, whenever you're ready, go ahead and hit it. Love no, you. we're absolutely going to have you back in the future, Waz. we got plenty to talk about with you, my friend. Oh, dude, so much left. Uh, oh, dude, I'm not bored. I'm just falling asleep. That's it. If people want to hire you as an artist, go to wazicircus.com. Uh, get your personal fucking skydiving photo. Oh, I don't want to paint something. I, I want to paint you. I don't want to paint. I don't want to imagine anything. I want you to send me you. 
and, and it's going to be beautiful, man. He's done a wonderful job. Uh, we'll share a little bit more of his artwork. He's blessed us. He's going to share some in the in the uh, lab here. We're going to put in the background right up there if you're seeing it to above Nick's head. Uh, Till then, next time, this is Grab Lab Radio. The bass man leaps. And here's Waz. Come here, let me free your life, man. You never felt this free in your life, man. Come here, let me free your life, man. How low can you go? 280 Mojo is all a brother know. We move slicker than a black cat. Raven, there's a flick, and the other got a blackjack. Gargoyle, two pin rig. He go Velcro, we go big. My whole crew moves slicker than a black cat. Ghetto bird base, get skies in my backpack. How low can you go? Do I go stole to pilot shoot throw? That's a good question. Three, two, one, see you.